Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Quidditch World Cup. And joining us today is our cousin and part-time Wizard Team co-host, Connie. Yay! That's me. Hi, guys. Cousin! She's back. So we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., Illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student, if you would like to submit, you can check out the guidelines um, at blackgirlscreate.org or hit us up if you have any questions. Um, We like talking about these kinds of things, as you can tell. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around? Consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes and Patroni will have access to those videos before the podcast drops on Wednesdays. At $5 a month, you get the video the Tuesday before the episode drops. And at $10 or more per month, you get a link to watch us record live and join a chat to help discuss the chapter while we record. If you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can donate to our PayPal. Um, you can find the links at blackgirlscreate.org donate. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds, or if you do have the funds but want to support us in other ways, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you are listening to our podcast. Um, and just spread the word, the general word that we are a podcast about, awesome Harry Potter things. Um, I'd like to shout out uh, Chris from Insanity Report, or Insanity Check, sorry, Insanity Reports. Um, Sports. Uh, insanity check um, for and movie trailer reviews.net for shouting us out in their uh, recent podcast. We really appreciate it and we love what they do over there. So, yeah, I will just second that and piggyback off of that and say, like, half of my reasons for watching Agents of Shield is so that I can go listen to their reviews after. Um, <laughs> it's like a thing. It was really funny because they did the Super Tuesday recap, and I don't, as Connie knows, because I embarrassed her at Comic Con this year, I don't watch any of the Brilliantiverse shows. Yeah, so I was like listening to it, just kind of waiting to hear, because he said that he would talk about it on that episode. So just kind of like waiting to hear our like name drop and having <laughs> no clue what they were talking about. And also being like, I don't get it. I don't get Arrow. I don't. No one gets Arrow anymore. It's fine. I don't it's get fine. It. No one gets Arrow anymore. <laughs> it's all about Supergirl and the Flash. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> all right. Also, subscribe to our newsletter. Most weeks we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe at blackgirlscrate.org. And most weeks, because uh, it's kind of the holidays <laughs> and some of us, you know, things happen and then all of a sudden you're like, what day is it? And then Bayana's like, it's Tuesday. And you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so yeah. Mm, it's actually Monday, Mostly. but yes. Um, <laughs> follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Create. That kind of proved the point, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> join our Wizard Team <laughs> Facebook group. Um, and oh yeah, like us at Black Girls Create on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr are those. And then We Black and Nerds is Twitter. Um, yes. Yes. 
So let's dive into what's going on with Wizard Team right now. And before we like dive into Wizard Team news, Wizard Team host news, I am sharing a dog and she is so cute. And her name is Princess Zelda Fitzgerald. And today is the first day I get to bring her home. <laughs> so not yet. I was like, I told um, the guy I'm sharing the dog with, I was like, I have to record. So do you want me to pick her up before or after? But she's so sweet. Um, she's very chill, so she's coming after we record, and then uh, on Mondays you might hear barking, but I've never heard her bark, so maybe not. Um, the Princess Zelda Fitzgerald, we want to welcome you to Wither Team. <laughs> she's so cute. Okay, cool. So, into, into like, I mean, you know, it's not really news, but how's the Yule Ball? You're the only one who went, so. <laughs> I know, I was trying to get my co-host both Bayana and Connie what? to like get up on this Yule Ball what? thing, but they were both like lazy introvert. Exactly. <laughs> What's that meme? The new like GIF meme thing with uh, well, I can't remember his name, but you just hold the cup and look away. Yeah. Nah. Mm. Um, it was fun. It kind of reminded me. We were kind of figuring, like, wondering why they were doing it, and um, I have I could. I don't know it's somewhere, but they were giving out these really cute, really pretty posters of the um, flying car from Chamber of Secrets for the illustrated edition. So I think that's kind of what was happening. But the Chamber of Secrets illustrated edition's been out for a minute, so yeah. maybe they're just leftovers, and they're like, "We have all these leftover things. Let's do it." I don't know. Um, but it was really cute. They had a section in the Barnes Noble that we went to. They had a choir come, and they were singing like the Twelve Days of Christmas with like Harry Potter things so they were like you know three dursleys or something like that yeah um and like so they changed kind of things one um nimbus or whatever I can't sing and I don't remember the exact words that they changed but they changed the words to make it Harry Potter um and then uh, where the kids section was which is always an issue to me but it is what it is um at the at our local Barnes and Noble um Diana knows which one I'm talking about. The Harry Potter like section mm -hmm. is like continuously growing and growing, but it's in front of the kids area. So at least they moved it. Sometimes it's just um, like in the like just in the little in the back, like a regular book, and mm -hmm. you gotta go like all the way into the kids section, and that's yeah. Okay. So they, it's moved out front of it, and there's like three little pod sections. Um, that they have, you know, like they have this really cute throw blanket that I kind of want, but I think I saw that at mine and wanted it and didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very glad that I didn't do it. They like had some extra gear out. Like they have this, um, Marauder's map, uh, slouchy backpack that I'm pretty sure is like on a uh, hot topic and I wanted it, but I didn't do it because I have a lot of Marauder's map stuff. But then they like threw a curveball and they had a daily profit one and I was like, oh snap. I... But I again, thank you, broke a tude. I didn't do it because I couldn't do it because I didn't have any money. Last time I went to um, my Barnes and Noble, they had the Marauders Map scarf and I really wanted it. Like really wanted it. And it was so cute. Yeah, I have a Marauders Map sweater that is really, really cute. I, my backpack currently is a Marauders Map backpack. And I have a Marauder's Map, like, mug that changes, which I'm going to, like, at some point be able to take a picture or a video of it because it's so awesome when it does it. You know, it's, like, the heat-sensitive one. It's so awesome, but I keep missing it, and so I 
don't have a good thing to like post on social. But anyway, um, so they had all of that stuff and then they had, you could make your own um, snitch, which was really cute. Um, and I was obviously, I was with Aminata who was on one. I mean, I guess she's always on one, but this was like, she was so tired, but refused to say that she was tired, but so cute. Um, but then got mean at the end, so we were like, <laughs> all right, girl, time to go. Um, and your mom was also... She had fun, though. <laughs> it's, yeah, when she I did, she had... later, she was like, yeah, and there was a ball, and Robin was there. Like, those were, like, the main two things. <laughs> yeah, so she... So highlights with Aminat... Well, highlights with, like, going with the family. Um, my friend came into town, and she's a huge Harry Potter fan, my nerd bestie. And so Aminat, like, meeting her and, like... That was really funny, just because, you know, Aminata with strangers is always really funny. Um, your mother, the look on your mother's face of just, like, sheer confusion, and then where what's happening, and then I'm going to go sit down, and then, like, <laughs> I'm going to, why are we doing, and who is that, and what? That was really great. That was, like, worth the entire experience for me in general, just, like, her, like, looking around, like, huh? And then um, Aminata... Telling the woman when we went to go get uh, our posters, I said, can we have two because we don't live together? And Aminata chimed in, yeah, we just hang out sometimes. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> sometimes. She just walked away. She just was like, we just hang out sometimes. Sometimes. She's just this, we're, I mean, you could say maybe we're friends. And I was like, we just hang out sometimes. <laughs> just That's acquaintances. Hilarious. It was adorable. Um, and then... Sorry? Just acquaintances. Just, yeah, just friendly acquaintances. No big deal. <laughs> Casual. Um, I, I mean, I don't really know her. She kind of pulled a, like, a Mariah Carey. <laughs> I don't know her. Um, <laughs> we just hang out sometimes. <laughs> and then they had little, like, arts and crafts, and so she made a snitch. Um, was very particular about getting a good amount of glitter on her snitch. Got it clumped in one section. I finally made my snitch, and then she took my snitch and left me with her snitch, which was not Sounds up to my right. standards. Yeah. So those are all really fun things. And then afterwards, for some ungodly reason, we left the Yule Ball and then went to watch Midnight. Or, I mean, Moonlight, sorry. And then all of a sudden, I was crying. And I was like, why did you let me do this? <laughs> yeah. Moon so It was a great night. It was really cute. It was it was literally like a emotional whiplash. Um <laughs> It was really fun. I'm interested to see how it went with other people. It wasn't, it was kind of like they were setting it up like the midnight releases of old, but it didn't have, like there weren't the same amount of people there. There were a lot of kids there, which was really cute. Um, but there weren't a lot of like Potterhead, Potterheads there from, you know, like my age. Um, but it was like a good mix and it was really chill. It wasn't, you know, a big deal. And then Ami was like, it's a ball. Why aren't we dancing? So we danced Aww. by ourselves. Right. But, um, yeah, that was the other thing. Like, I think by calling it the ball, that was the other thing. And I was like, do I have to dress up for this thing? Am I, like, going Most people work? came in, like, their cloaks and stuff. Yeah, but that's still not um, really, like, the... No one was, like, super dressed up. There was a moaning myrtle. But no one was, like, did anything much more advanced than, like, a cloak or their, you know, house colors. So, yeah, I think... Maybe calling it a ball is a little misleading. Because I would have been fine to go that by myself. 
Yeah, you could have, you know it was I mean? just really, like, walking around and then, like, taking advantage of some, like, arts and crafts and getting some free swag. And it was at Barnes & Noble, so that, you know, like, the idea, I think, is you put Potterheads in Barnes & Noble, and then they have this whole section of if you like Harry Potter, and there's, like, a book with Serafina on it, and I was like, if, my, if only I don't have 100 books in my apartment right now that I have yet to read, um, <laughs> plus poverty. So, um, they had, like, this whole section of, like, books that I was like, all right, on the list, mm-hmm. we'll get to you soon. But it wasn't much more than that. Yeah. That's cool. So let's get into lazy diversity. Uh, the other unfortunate news from the Wizarding World this week. Um, J.K. Rowling named the only Asian character in Fantastic Beasts and redefined them Madam Asia. <sighs> Yao Zhu, right? Yao Zhu. Heavy sigh, heavy sigh. Heavy, yeah. heavy sigh. Yao Zhu translates literally to Asia. And so Madam Yao Zhu, played by Jimma Chan, translates to Madam Asia. Yeah, it, it's just not great. And it's also. Like, it goes along with the, the Serafina Pickery thing, too. Like, they did such a big, like, oh, look at us, look at these characters. And the marketing and stuff around these characters made it seem like they would play bigger roles. I'm still not, can I'm not, I mean, it's not for sure whether or not we'll see Serafina Pickery again, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. Well, um, yeah, I just, I, I so, just remember, like, the, um... Like, people, when, like, the first, when it was first announced, like, the casting was announced, and people were like, so there aren't very, there aren't, like, any people of color in this at all, and so there's all that stuff, like, why, Mm -hmm. why is the cast all white, and then Joe was like, the cast isn't all white, and then, like, a few days later, they were like, uh, Carmen Ajogo and Jimma Chan have been added to Fantastic Beasts, and it was like, great, that's awesome, and they're, like, tiny-ass characters, like, yeah, so... Yeah, so that's the like, other thing is we don't know what role her character will have yet, but also like you did this big announcement and made all this fanfare about how the cast is not all white, and then literally, it seems like they were people said, "Why is the cast all white?" And so she went back into the screenplay and added Asia, and she wrote Asia as a stop point, like Asian actress. Mm-hmm. Insert later. That and or then they were in there. Her. That or they were in there, and, and they changed. she and they were like, "Oh wait, we should actually promote this," or like, "Let's make Serafina Pickery black," just because yep. like we have to do that. Because or you know, the casting could have been complete by that point, and maybe they were just like, "Oh, we should promote this so that they think that we care, care." <laughs> yes. And uh, it goes back to the whole thing. Like you have, uh, there is a great post on our blog written by Bayana about how lazy writing recreates oppression. Um, there's also just, you know, the Arthur, I think the author versus canon post that you also posted is really interesting. And I posted about the continuing need for representation in the wizarding world. Um, but as this world grows, um, and I would also encourage people to listen to our bonus episode with Marco Shiro, where he talks about writing diverse characters that are actually diverse beyond, like, you can't just write a white character and then say played by a black person or oh they're black but there's no 
cultural markers or anything in their characteristics, so it doesn't really ring true. Um, which I think is what Serafina Pickery was. It was like, oh, because she doesn't make black. any sense. Because she's she doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they didn't right? try so, like, at all to write her. Yes, so to write her fully as a black woman, you would have to do some work. But instead, she wrote a white woman to be played by a black character, or a white character to be played by a black actress, I guess, is the way to think about that. And the same thing happens. It doesn't even just have to be in um, movies. You can write a character in a book that is a white character, but their description happens to be black. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually you can tell because the description is they're black. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. Or their their mocha colored skin mm-hmm. or some other food. But it only derivative. comes up once. And it's only comes always up like once. you don't know what they look like other than the fact that they're black. Yes. Or they have a food colored skin. Yes. And there is no writing about microaggressions or the way that they the react just would react differently to certain things. You know what I mean? Like we we are all human and that's fine, but like there are all of these different aspects of our lives that color the way that we react to the world and how we see the world and how the world reacts to us. Meaning that if it is 1926 and you are the president of the wizarding world and you are a black woman, people would say some shit. Yep. Also, you wouldn't be. <laughs> but if you were, people would comment on that fact. Because would- I'm a black woman in 2016, I don't have no power. I don't got no money. And people steady commenting on the fact that I'm a black woman. In 2016. Mm-hmm. We all know what happened to Hillary Clinton. That rich ass, <laughs> smart ass white woman couldn't get where Carafina got. So how? I'm slain. I just, how? I just died. And, and the, true, I, and I also, we, we talked about, we talked about this in our review and it just makes me so mad because we as like we love this world we love this world so much we're huge fans and so you bait us with these characters and you and i feel something about seraphina i feel a way about her and then to get slapped in the face with how you wrote her at least you didn't write her and then name her black bitch president black bitch you know what I mean? Like, which oh, is no. what they, what's what like Asian like fans are going oh, through no. right now. Like, I'm supposed to feel like I in, inherently I love this world and I feel a way because there's someone that reflects me. Oh, but her name is Miss Asian Lady, Miss Yellow Cake. Like what? Basically. Like, and you have, and she, and this is the thing. And then I'm gonna stop and I'll let you guys add it in your things that we can move on but you have an audience you have a platform that no one else has and you have an audience that no one else has it is a world fucking wide it is a worldwide audience and you knew that when you wrote these movies and when you decided to do them you knew it would be released in asia you knew you said it in america where the asian population is what 18 percent. don't quote me i don't know, I don't know. i'm a, i'm emotional but there is a sizable portion of, of, of Asian Americans. You wrote it in the backdrop of like whitewashing or whitewashed out. Like that had happened before, that was an ongoing conversation before this happened. You have 
every you have the Google. The Google. Google it's is free. your friend. It's free. You had, Google is free. It's free. And wants to talk to you and wants to and wants to answer your question so goddamn bad. Just really is like sitting there like, how can I help you? You all you needed to do, Miss White Lady, was say, Hey Alexa. Hey Siri. <laughs> hey Boo Boo the Fool. But what is it good? Go, okay, like, Google, and you can like ask questions now. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Google. What is a like a good representation of or is this offensive? Or Anything. Popular Asian character names. Popular Asian names. Yazoo is not on that list. <laughs> no. no. My other thing is like, she, I mean, this is a rhetorical question, clearly. But like, you don't got no friends of color? Like, you don't no, have it's a not even that. Friend? It's not even that, though. Because, <laughs> like, no. Because she's sitting up there in her castle in scotland like it's not on them to answer the question but it's on her to think to ask the question right Mm -hmm. no but i'm saying she's sitting up there isolated in her scotland castle which happens right like you see this with like there's that whole thing about like you get seven years where you're like connected to like as an artist you're like still connected to your roots and you are reflecting um you're actually reflecting society and then once you hit this like certain level of success you have about seven years if you're still tapped into that, and then afterwards you end up with like Eddie Murphy and like Kanye Kudo Nash and shit like that. Like <laughs> Kanye. Well, Kanye has other things Obviously. going on, and but, that's another yeah thing. But, but yes. still, um, Jay Z, yeah. which is the reason why yeah. I love Jay Z, is like you know what? I ain't playing rock on the streets of Marcy Projects in a minute. Let me rap about Tom Ford because that is what I know and Basquiat because <laughs> that is my life now. Like, but he knows that. You know what I mean? It, like, rings authentic for him at this point to rap about Tom Ford. It's more authentic for him to rap about that than to rap about, like, life on the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> like, he don't, He's no idea. And my thing is, is that you, ha- you just have to care the tiniest amount about... Your world, but you don't have to care about Asian characters. You just have to care the tiniest, tiniest bit about your story, and you wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, because she didn't. The I, I'm I, you're setting she it in been better. Yeah, she could have been better, but she did it better like, the first time around. So in Harry Potter, there are Asian characters, there are Indian characters, there are black characters that she explicitly says are Indian and black and. Etc. and don't have ridiculously stereotypical, like not even stereotypical names. Just like she didn't name Cho Chang Chinese girl, <laughs> you know? Chinese girl number one. Right. <laughs> that is what she did, though. Yeah. In her own way, she she wrote this character. The and you see it in like all of these different, you know, like YMDBs, like black girl with afro number two. Yeah. Right? So it's like. Then, like, like, back to what Bayana was saying about making this big announcement about Gemma Chan and having, like, Asian characters. She's going to be a minor character because you... Only minor characters get that little bit of, like, care. Mm-hmm. Yazoo. Good enough. There are, there are name generators, and you can set their background, their history, whatever, <laughs> and it takes you five minutes. 1920s Asian woman. Generate name. Mm-hmm. I bet you Yao Zhu ain't on the list. It ain't. 
And then, like, I just recently watched, um, rewatched um, Annie, the musical from, like, 1980. And we were talking about, like, you know, and I, and I still, like, Thoroughly Modern Millie is one of my favorite musicals, but the film adaptation, even the musical is still racist because they, they knew that they can't just, like, erase that part of the, the film. But how little surprise will I have if, Madame Yazoo comes on the screen and all of a sudden you start to hear ding 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 you know what I mean and like she's like dancing with Chinese moves like they did in like Annie you know what I mean like every time again in Annie in the night in the original Annie the South Asian man's name is Punjab wow and every time he comes on screen there is Indian like stereotypically like traditional Indian music they're doing jazz from the 20s and like kicks and flips and then he comes on and he starts snake charming. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is, and like, so I just watched that movie. It is 2016. That movie exists for you to look at and be like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Like, it's just, it makes no sense. It just says, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I'm angry about it. Yeah. It's really disappointing. And there's going to be some poor Asian American Potterhead buying Jimmy Chan's wand or Madam Asia's wand. Does she like have I one? Serafina's wand. Does she have one? Yeah, I was going to say, does it? Never mind. I'm but sure yes, she will. Theoretically. <laughs> I'm sure she will. At the at the studio tour, right, Bayana, they had wands for everybody. Everybody. Mm. Everybody. You could like I think you could even I don't know if they had like Mandinga Fletcher's wand, but like anyone <laughs> that had, had like a wand. Nigel's wand. I don't know. I just made that up, but like <laughs> Yeah. Small. If yeah. anyone that like was carrying a wand on screen, you could buy their wand. I think you could buy Cho Chang's wand. Yeah. So I don't doubt that they will have one for her. Yeah, let's let's move get on into uh, the chapter. Um, oh, did we want to also talk like really nah. quickly mention the coded white? Okay, nah, nah. <laughs> we don't want to get back into the into the yeah the feels. It's cool. Yeah, basically, um, we're angry. Do better. You're lazy. Chapter eight. Chapter eight, indeed. <laughs> um, so, previously on Wizard Team, Harry or all of them. There's a lot of them. The Weasleys all at and the them. Camp. The Weasleys and them. Harry and them. Got nah. I think the Weasleys. There's more of them. Um, the Weasleys and them got to the um, the camp for the Quidditch World Cup, and so they just like set up. We also met um, Ludo Bagman um, and Barty Crouch Senior. Um, and yeah, we got to see that like Ludo Bagman doesn't really care about responsibility and statutes of secrecy and Ludo Bagman is to teenagers and doesn't care about his missing employee. So he has some issues, but, but he did, he did allow for the Weasleys to like come to the Quidditch World Cup. So there's, there's that. Ludo Bagman is to the Department of Sporting and Games what J.K. Rowling is to <laughs> writing. Lazy. Ayo. <laughs> um, also, we found out that Barty Crouch is super into rules and he's really like stiff and like he's a stickler and that's why Percy likes him. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, exactly. 
Bum bum bum. Um. Anyway, <laughs> they all like kind of get their merch and stuff, and then there it's time for the Quidditch World Cup. So that's where we pick up, um, in chapter eight. Um. So clutching their purchases, Mister Weasley in the lead, they hurried into the wood, following a lantern lit trail. They could hear the sounds of thousands of people moving around them, shouts of laughter, snatches of singing. The atmosphere of feverish excitement was highly infectious. Harry couldn't stop grinning, which is like pretty. Um. I would say, like, universal of, like, sporting events or even just, like, things where you're, like, in a group and you're going to, like, this big event and there's, like, all these people and they're excited and you're just, like, this is lit. It's me at Disney World. (laughs) Basically. Like, like I'm here. (laughs) Or, you know, (laughs) Harry Potter World, but uh, it's been a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been never for me, so, you know. You or like San Diego Comic Con, so ha there. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like Comic Con too. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh... <laughs> um, Comic Con is complicated because you're like, oh my god, I'm here, and then you're like, oh my god, so is everyone else? Get away from me. That's because you've Why? been like well, Harry's not. Well, Harry's not like us, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you, so it's like that. And he's never been anywhere. And Harry's never been anywhere. So this is his first time doing anything. So he's like, this is so lit. Like, I'm outside and and not at Hogwarts. But also, he's not at Hogwarts for the first time, basically. So this is also kind of, I think, um, Harry's first idea of what is is possible outside of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, like, you can play Quidditch and like get this kind of like this is the kind of the atmosphere that you could do which is similar to I think I mean I don't know because I'm not I've never been this good at sports to have this thought process but that idea that like oh this is a viable like long-term career Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think that a lot of probably like very good basketball football soccer players have when they are in school and they start to see that like, oh, I can get a scholarship to college and then they're in college and they're like, I could go pro. Like, and this is like what this looks like, you know? So I think that's also an important part because not only has Harry not been anywhere and not had these experiences, but also like this experience is centered around Quidditch, which is objective, like by far his favorite thing in the wizarding world at this point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So they walk 20 minutes through the woods, um, which just feels like a long time to be walking, but it's cool. Um, That's actually not like, I'm thinking it's about not terrible. Like, festivals it, like, and stuff, like at Coachella, you park and then you walk in. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like, I'm thinking like even like football or like baseball games. Yeah. Um, or like more recently, I'm going to say the uh, Beyonce concert because it was at a football stadium. Um, and like the parking is not close. Um, yeah. Like you could walk, obviously that's what we did, but like it's not right up on there. Or like the closest parking is super expensive, so like you wouldn't park there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like definitely like oh like yeah, so it makes sense. Um, so yeah, so they walk until they come up on a gigantic stadium. Um, though Harry could only see a fraction of the immense gold wall surrounding the field, he could tell that ten cathedrals could fit comfortably inside it. Seats 100,000, said Mr. Weasley. Ministry task force of 500 have been working on it all year. Muggle repelling charms on every inch of it. Every time muggles have got anywhere near here all year, they've suddenly remembered urgent appointments and had to dash away again. 
Bless them, he added fondly. Um, so this is, like, besides that being adorable, um, this is also the first time we hear about, like, muggle repe- repelling charms, um, and that becomes, like, a bigger deal. It is? In the future. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least in thought... this particular way. Wait, okay. can we go I back? Thought that we heard about them with Hogwarts. Go back to you. Um, why did they need the muggle last chapter if they, like, what was his purpose for being there again? Like, why couldn't they just have a ministry employee there? That's the campsite? That's his job. Like, that's the campsite. Hmm. Um, they couldn't repel him to be like, then, I got something else to do this week. <laughs> I'm hmm. on vacation. Campsite closed for a month. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, what I was thinking was, because that's like, I, I keep thinking about the more as kind of a national park or like Yosemite. You drive up to the park, you paid it for your like there's parking lots and stuff and then there's campsites and you pay to like set up your camp or pay to park for the day and then you're on your own and there's like that huge expanse of nature and stuff and like no one like that's not part of the campsite it's not part of the parking it's not part of like that structure bureaucracy part of it you know what I mean so they give you trails and like go for it and you hear about people like getting lost in Yosemite and well, dying and I don't shit. No, why but. you should <laughs> you would also add that. Hmm? <laughs> Unless you just want to repel people from camping or ever going to Yosemite. <laughs> but no, I'm saying like it reminds me of that because like so you can repel like I would you could repel someone from like a peak or something in Yosemite because that's not no one's guarding that. There's no it's just op- it's open space. Mm-hmm. But then there are these like parts where there are actual workers and stuff working there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so like the rest kind of the like, park is open, even at, but like, in... yeah. Sorry, so like it's the... even kind of yeah. like um, if you want to take the example of football stadiums or something like that, like there are people there that do the parking, but once you're inside, like you don't really have to deal with anyone else. I guess I don't really know. not the same thing, but yeah, there's just this wide expanse that is just wilderness. Hmm. Um, so. It's away from the campsite, which is why they're walking like 20 minutes out of the campsite into wilderness. Oh, okay. it, I think it only really works as national parks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, that's why I think of it that way, because it's like this wide expanse. and It's like they, between national parks and like a sporting event. Like, they're yeah. both together, kind of. Yeah. So he isn't in charge of anything beyond that campsite. Gotcha. And they, it's. You know, it's useful and helpful that they have the muggle there to, like, take money and, you know, assign a lot campsites and, like, do the work that he would normally do. Um, That's something that they can, like, kind of outsource to a muggle, except (laughs) that they're constantly taking his memory away, which is messed up. Tampering with his brain. Um, So they are told to go to the top box, um, which is as high as they can go. And because they walked up that hill earlier today, they are fully prepared for these stairs that go however many many, um, feet up in the air. I can't remember, but it's huge. But they just go straight up and they're fine. No heavy breathing. I also wanted to talk about the idea that like, I think in the movie, they are like, oh, you're way up there. And I was thinking about it when I was rereading this chapter. Like, yeah, that's actually great because the higher you are, like the nose the better you are can actually see. the better seats because you're closer to the action. Mm-hmm. And then the lower you are, the 
the worst. The more you have to kind of like it's, look up, and it's not as like yeah. Also, yeah, and so the top box that, isn't the very top versus them being higher than the top box. It's like not actually a thing. Yeah. I just have issues and, with that scene. It's annoying. <laughs> that scene is really, but it's also like, yeah, it's really annoying when you think about it. Because I think you mentioned it last um, episode and I was like, also like, yeah, having the having to go way up to the nosebleeds is lit because then you're closer to the action. Mm-hmm. Like the higher it's you go. not even the nosebleeds. It's just yeah. like. Those are the seats. Those are the like seats. those are the legit seats <laughs> that you want. So, um, yeah. So they talk about here um, prime seats at the ministry, which which is the entrance. When she checked their tickets, top box, straight upstairs, as high as you can go. Prime seats because mm-hmm. you can reach out and they're, touch. They're prom. flying. Like <laughs> they're flying. Yeah. Um. They very. They come into a small box set at the highest point of the stadium and situated exactly halfway between the two, the, between the golden goalposts. 50-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> about 20 purple and gilt chairs stood in two rows here, and Harry filing into the front seats with the Weasleys looked down upon the scene, the likes of which he, had ne- he could never have imagined. A hundred thousand witches and wizards were taking their place in the seats, which rose in, le- which rose in levels um, around the long oval field, Everything was suffused with a mysterious golden light, which seemed to come from the stadium itself. The field looked smooth as velvet from the, their lofty position. At either end of the field stood three golden hoops, fifty foot, feet high, right opposite them. Almost as Harry, almost at Harry's eye level, was a gigantic blackboard. Um, so that they just have like advertisements. Um, the blue bottle, a broom for all the family, safe, reliable, and with built-in anti-burglar buzzer buzzer i wonder how that works if you can have like like how you would have all of those people on one broom yeah i have no idea some sort of extension charm i guess yeah it's weird so this is the thing too when we were talking about the muggle transportation um last episode the couple episodes before then guys i don't i don't even know what that is (laughs) Um, the car just seems so much more practical with the invisible extension or undetectable extension charms (laughs) the the car it's enclosed you're like safe from the elements you can drive around like muggles and you they wouldn't know no better you can like put on your invisibility booster and fly if you gotta get somewhere quicker it's traffic's bad so, yeah, but I also wrote that, like, these ads kind of also show us another glimpse of the private sector mm-hmm. and, corp- and, like, wizarding corporations um, and thinking about how expensive it is to have a an advertisement at the, you know, the World Cup final in soccer or the Super Bowl. Um, I'm wondering, like, what does it cost this company? And so how... how um, Successful is the blue bottle. Um, the blue bottle, right? Yeah. 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 How successful is that corporation? Do they Are they worldwide? You know, we talked about the, in the last chapter, talking about the guy that wants to import uh, flying carpets because he thinks that there's a, you know, it'd be a great alternative family vehicle. So is the blue bottle the, um, like, sat- oversaturating the market because flying carpets are considered muggle artifacts or whatever and mm-hmm. so they can't market them i just i just went into this whole kind of economic <laughs> market yeah, I mean, share and 
again, shout out to Maggie, Maggie Breivig, who is that panel at LeakyCon has like opened my eyes to all of the different sectors and we should be talking about this because it's awesome. <laughs> it is. Who it is, is the right. wizarding minister of treasury? <laughs> minister of commerce, small business association. Or just like the CEO of Do these companies. Goldman Sachs. <laughs> What's happening? The CEO of these companies. Who gets these appointments? Who's the CEO yeah. of Glad Rags? I hope it's a lady. A nice powerful nice. CEO lady. I agree. I hope Mrs. Mrs. Scour is still alive. They're located in London and Paris mm-hmm. and in Hogsmeade. What is the what is the estate tax for Wizarding That's too World? much math for me People. to want to know. I is don't want to know. Tax? I don't any taxes. I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> no new taxes. No. <laughs> Connie is like taxes. No, 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 taxes don't fantasy. exist here. Taxes don't exist here. I don't. It's magic. No, Who wants taxes? No W twos. No W fours. No ten ninety nine. No. I'm interested. Paperwork that has to be the worst, (laughs) but it can file itself. Like it's like it's cool, but then it also like quick quill. I mean, I guess if you have a ministry, it already kind of takes out the like magic of it. It's just like yeah, there's so much bureaucracy. bureaucracy, Yeah. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we just take a moment to think about the fact that J.K. Rowling basically invented invented Siri with the quick quill quill? Hey, quill. Please fill out my W two. Hey Quill. Please fill out my ten ninety nine. Hey Siri. What is the estate tax? Hey Siri, can you give me some names of some Asian people so I don't use Yahtzee? <laughs> Madam Asia. The, wait, what was the quill? What was the quill that um yeah. kept like misnaming people and it called them Runil Waslib or whatever? Like that's the oh, quill. That the, Waslib um, or whatever. Of course, Bayana remembers. Yeah, that was kind of a no, quick quill, but it was it, like it, it, a, was a different it was one of those quills that like something. Oh, shoot. Anyway, that's the quill she I used to come up like with that name. I feel like it, maybe it was one that like you could that like gave you the answers or like you could. Yeah, it was like a cheat. Like you like, and they say you know like no whatever quill yeah. allowed in the test. Um, but I'm saying it's like a quick quote. Yes type of quill. But that's I the kind of quill J.K. Um, Rowling used to write um, this movie yeah. that I still have not seen. When she was yes. like, whoops. Right? <laughs> I didn't check. Oops. It changed on its own. <laughs> um, man. Okay, so Harry tore his eyes away from the sign and looked over his shoulder to see who else was sharing the box. So far it was empty except for a tiny creature sitting in the second from the last seat at the end of the row behind them, the creature whose legs were so short they stuck out in front of the chair oh, was wearing a tea towel ra- draped like a toga, and it had its face hidden in its hands. Yet these long bat-like ear, those long bat-like ears were oddly familiar. Dobby said, "Harry." The, the tiny creature looked up and stretched its fingers, revealing enormous brown eyes and a nose the exact size and shape of a large tomato. It wasn't Dobby. It was, however, unmistakably a house elf as Harry's friend Dobby had been. Um, Did Sir just call me Dobby, squeaked the elf. Its voice was higher than Dobby's had been, um, and this one might be female. Ron and Hermione spun around in their seats to look. Though they had heard a lot about Dobby from Harry, they had never actually met him. Even Mr. Weasley looked around in interest. Sorry, I thought you were someone I knew. Can I be winky? But I know Dobby too, sir. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, Squeaked the elf. Uh, She was shielding her face as though blinded by the light, though the top box was not brightly lit. 
My name is Winky, sir. And you, sir, her eyes widen the size of side plates. The, how, what are their, what does their face look like? Like, how do they get that big? Never mind. Sorry. Uh, anime. They're anime characters. Somehow. The sides of, the sides of the side plates. Like, those are pretty all big eyes. with some eyes. Anyway, you is surely Harry Potter. I don't even know what a it's side like plate is either. Mini ones. So. You know, oh, like, like a yeah. saucer, oh. but bigger? Like a teacup plate? No, it's bigger. A saucer? Oh, like, like a, a yeah, salad sure. plate. Yeah. That's just like way the, too okay. big. It's like the, okay, okay. It's way too big. Like, it's not... Yeah. Like, if they said a saucer, I'd be like, that's big, but okay. But that could also just be hyperbole. Like, Harry's not very... I guess. ...observant, right? But he's observant. Because there was a line somewhere where it was like, galleons are the size of hubcaps. And I'm like, the size of a hubcap? What kind of mess is that? Why are they holding these things? (laughs) Right? How are you carrying that around? It's the exaggeration. Like, you gotta rein it in just a little bit. Yeah. Um... Yeah. yeah, I am," said Harry. "But Dobby talks of you all the time, sir," she said. "How is he? How's freedom suiting him?" "Ah, sir," said Winky, shaking her head, meaning no disrespect, sir. But I is not sure you did Dobby a favor, sir, when you set when you was setting him free. Hold on. Um. So just already, I, I just yeah. There's yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. Winky's voice is just things. Winky's uh di- dialect uh feels very familiar. Um, to anyone familiar, who's watched right? who's watched any kind of movie set in the you know sixteen or seventeen or eighteen hundreds, right. uh, possibly in the like, south you, of America, you kind of get right. it with Dobby. It's not as apparent. This is like a little bit extra. Yeah, and yeah, it's kind of like a problem. Mm-hmm. Like they really don't have to talk that way. They don't. And it kind of feels icky. Oh yes. I just eyes very much feels icky. But I is not sure you did Dobby a favor, sir. Like I just hear Massa on the end of that a little bit. I just hear Massa on the end of some of those uh paragraphs that Winky speaks. Yep. I I just I think that's the point though, right? Like But it it may be the point, but the problem Yeah. Is that uh, yeah? This was, it's a problem if it was on purpose. It is, and there's I, a I, cockney thing. There's a cockney honest, thing in there too. It, so we're kind of reading it from our black lenses, and yeah. maybe it's just you know lower right. class British, but it's it's still um, yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. Like, so I think that I don't think it. She was purposely doing slave dialect or anything like that but you know um the ninth doctor whose name christopher eccleston talked about um doctor who and their aversion to like different or like lower class Mm. accents right so he his you know i mean they make reference to it in the whole lots Mm -hmm. of planets have a north Mm -hmm. type of thing uh and i watch a obscene amount of British television and or British panel shows and things like that so they're kind of timely and they it is a thing to talk about and to make fun of accents especially like northern Manchester Birmingham um considered lower class or less cultured or whatever the, the far, I guess the further away from yeah. London might be the idea like um so I think that it is 
on purpose that she has this dialect. I think we, from our lens, are reading into it as like as the mm-hmm. American slave, yeah. but there is something to like lower class. But yeah, I mean, s- dialect so in yes, Britain. But I so also not think on, that still presents a problem. Oh, it definitely presents a problem. But I think it's more it's a, of a, it's a class thing, sure. Um, but it's like she did it. Yeah, she did it on purpose yeah. for a class kind of a in a, in, a, in her lens a class situation. Um, but yeah, go ahead. So I, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. wanted to like kind of and like yeah, that. that helps for sure. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's definitely still a problem because it's still like perpetuates that like structure and being like because lower and now and so they speak in this way that's not like conventional or because it would have been like considered interesting if because i feel like servants kind of in especially in british sort of lore i guess um have either (laughs) very lower class speaking or very upper class so there's the sort of stiff upper lip kind of butler kind of like i mean over in america and with our black lens i think jeffrey from (laughs) from the fresh prince (laughs) bel-air obviously so that kind of so she you know made a choice between the you know hello, how do you do, sir? I'm very strict and I'm not going to let you uh, touch that spoon. How dare you? And then, I'm not sure if you did Dabby's a favor. Um, So it's just an interesting thing to think about just in terms of which direction she went with the poor little house elves. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I think, too, we want to think about um, uh, Mm -hmm. Down Abbey upstairs downstairs the younger uh, i'm thinking definitely like the first season of down abbey the younger servant from the kitchen like how she spoke as opposed to the butler and the Mm -hmm. house and like the head housemaid so there is all of these different things and it is i think winky's voice is done on purpose to be a, a conversation or be a reflection of that um but it is but a reflection of the fact that it's a problem. Yeah. I don't think that she is condoning no, yeah, yeah. it. The thing is, is that, and like, I think we should more commentating yeah, on it. We should get back into it because of like with the content, and I'll read a little bit, a little bit further so we can get through it. Mm-hmm. But um, even though she's not fully, cond- it kind of like just con- it just kind of like continues the issue that she had with writing the house elves and how like. Yeah. On the one hand, she wants to say that it's wrong, and on the other hand, she continues to like make it so that it's impossible for it to seem wrong, and that it can't be dismantled because of. Well, I'll read it. Um, so I was not sure you did Adabi a favor, sir, when you were setting him free. Why? Said Harry. What's wrong with him? Freedom is going to Dobby's head, sir. Ideas above his station, sir. Can't get another position. Why not? Winky lowered her voice by half an octave and whispered. He is wanting paying for his work, sir. Paying? Well, why shouldn't he be paid? Winky looked quite horrified at the idea and closed her fingers slightly so that her face was half hidden again. House elves is not paid, sir. No, no, no. I says to Dobby, I says, go and find yourself a nice family and settle down, Dobby. He is getting up in all sorts of hijinks, sir, that what is unbecoming to a house elf. You goes racking around like this, Dobby, I says, and the next thing I hear, you's up in front of the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, like some common goblin. Mm. 
Um, so one, there's some weird class, like there's some weird. There's it's a very thing much there. a class. Um, but then also like, can households be yeah. punished for not working? Because even that is like racist as fuck. <laughs> um, or is it just I that like it's more because like he doesn't have a place, he'll just resort to crime, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I think it's more that, or that he would do something that, um, in terms of like forcing people to pay for their work or using like, because we know the house elves' magic is stronger mm-hmm. in certain ways than, um, than wizards, which is which is wizards, why they are oppressed. But the way in which they're Yes, and the, and but the way that they are kept mm-hmm. in line is that is having this idea of the house elves' place, right? The same thing about going thinking about like the slave narrative and you know all of the things in which made African Americans you know good slaves turn them into criminal brutes mm-hmm. when there's freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think she's thinking about it on those lines too, kind of in that weird area of if you think about like the free men i'm thinking of 12 years of slave or like being a free black man or woman but mostly man in the slave era allowed you some freedom but don't get Mm -hmm. ahead of yourself right like know your place don't get too uppity don't start thinking that you're deserving or worthy of things and not feeling lucky Mm -hmm. that you have them um, and so that, that's what I think she's kind of warning against there. Mm-hmm. Not that it's illegal to not have a job, but that as he gets, like, as he starts, well, first he's demanding payment, and then what's next? He's going to think that he can, like, own property <laughs> and, like, you know, start a business. Oh, my goodness. Like, Dobby has a startup business. <laughs> That'd be great. I would love to see Dobby's startup. Maybe that's the house elf for hire thing at no. <laughs> Never mind. no. Um, that just don't make no goddamn sense. Well, just well it's about time he had a bit of fun. Said Harry. House elves is not supposed to have fun. Harry Potter said weakly, firmly. Firmly. House elves does what they is told. I is not liking heights at all. Harry Potter. Um, but my master sends me up to the top box, and I come, sir. Why has he sent you up here if he knows you don't like heights? Um, so let's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> master, master is wanting me to save him a seat, Harry Potter. He's very busy. Mm-hmm. Winky is wishing she's back in master's tent, Harry Potter, but Winky does what she is told. Wait, Winky wait. is a good house elf. Well, you forgot the, the, the exposition, tilting her head toward the empty space beside her, which we know. Oh yeah. My it's bad. not empty. That, which is, which <laughs> is not empty. Bum, bum, bum. Spoiler yeah. heavy podcast. Um, so yeah, Spoiler so it's heavy. just like it. This is really interesting in two ways. The spoiler heavy. It's the seat is actually not empty, and Winky is there as kind of a bodyguard. Which come on now, <laughs> <laughs> and a but, cover. I think. A, I think it's body cover, cover and a cover. Alibi, like a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is like a problem, but then it's yeah. also like just back to just without the you know like the whole scandal and whatever aside like she doesn't like heights and so she's being forced into this place where she's not like where she doesn't feel safe but somehow there's like this sense of like pride because she's doing what she's told and like exactly that's the 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 winky exactly and it's just like Like, and this is the 
like this goes to show how well I or how good I am at my yeah and this and this is kind of the moment where um Joe kind of fucks up basically and it gets I mean like it gets worse (laughs) when we get to when we meet like the Hogwarts house elves but when we first meet Dobby it's very clear like it's a very clear cut like slavery's wrong Dobby shouldn't be here and like granted it was with the Malfoys who were terrible and abusing him um and like as far as we know Barty Crouch isn't abusing Winky in the same it's not like a physical way but this is abuse like putting her in a situation where she doesn't feel safe or where she feels afraid and then but giving us a different like perspective in in that she's like I'm a good house elf Dobby's tripping like (laughs) I want to do this houses are supposed to do this like and then getting into like when we get to the house elves it becomes a problem because it's like oh they they like it so then what do you do when they don't want to be freed and it's just like Mm. It's like it's yeah. it's a problem and it I mean, never really gets resolved I think too, and it's never like a thing that I feel like is taken seriously in the book the way that it should be. If like if you're gonna like introduce that theme and that like question and that like problem, then you like address it with the same kind of um, you address it with the same kind of like care and kind of like fervor that you like asked the question with. If that makes sense. Sure, yeah. I get that. Yeah, so I'm thinking of two things here. I'm thinking of the fact that she is showing this idea of kind of Munchausen syndrome or Mm -hmm. whatever that syndrome's called, where you can get so comfortable in your position or so you see your position that you start to forget that you are oppressed. And I'm also thinking about, like, Django where they have the um, Samuel L. Jackson character of, like, the house Negro who's, like, these niggas forgot they niggas or whatever. Um, And that is done in a... The problem is that that's the norm in 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 this book versus the outlier. There's the... Well, not only that, but, like, I think there are are even problems with it in Django. But what comes across is that the intention was he is mistaken, mm-hmm. right? And because of because of history and time and the fact that like slavery existed and like house like Negroes <laughs> existed and like field hands and whatever, like you're it's not you're not put, you're not putting a fantasy lens on it, so you can obviously clearly mm. say like he's in the wrong, right? Like historically, mm-hmm. no, like people of color should not remember their place and be happy that they're slaves. And you lose that because house elves are fictional and don't really exist. And so there's no historical context that says, you know, in 30 years, you're going to look really like Winky's going to look really like out of place and wrong and old fashioned or whatever. Um, And I don't know why I said 30, (laughs) 300, but whatever. I, I think that that is an issue that, she suffers from that you're talking about, Bayana. Um, that as she goes deeper into the different ways in which elves deal with their conditions and the different conditions that different elves can be in, because we do know that, like, comparatively, not all slave owners were as abusive, but the inherent being a slave owner mm-hmm. is abuse and being it is wrong right so like you could be a nice slave owner you're still a fucking slave owner you know what i mean like you still own a 
sentient being and that institution is wrong and you're participating in a in a in an oppressive institution i don't care if you let them eat three meals a day and you don't whip them or you let them get married i don't care what your circumstances are we're judging you by the lesser evil Mm. but it's still evil she forgets that somewhere somewhere that gets lost in the story i think you can kind of still see it here with this introduction to winky that what Mm -hmm. she's trying to do and then she forgets or loses the loses the thread of that as she goes deeper into the story and then the house elves of hogwarts and how and spew and all that stuff just serve as another world building component of mm-hmm. and then she gets the, the house elves that we're supposed to as hate opposed to serving so like doesn't really drive home the way that she would want it to because then she gives us a house elf we all don't like i, I mean i like him now but like you know like. after the fact but i'm saying like in the moment yeah yeah or who we're not supposed but, to like mm-hmm. i guess but i think that that was kind of i think creature is kind of what i was talking about the Samuel L. Jackson in Django <laughs> version of the house elf, right? So there's like these, the the slave that is unhappy and will forever be unhappy with their circumstance. There is the slave that has accepted their lot in life and accepted their place. And then there is a slave that goes above and beyond and starts to forget that he is also a human worthy of like dignity and fights against his own self-interest i guess is what creature would be or like i think she set those three up early and she had that idea and then she lost and so you were supposed to dislike creature but i think when she set it up she and i don't know joe and i definitely don't know her now (laughs) not amazing don't know her but i don't know her but i think what i thought what I originally thought was that she was trying to show these differences, but as she got deeper and deeper into the story, and as we see even with, like, Dean and stuff like that, like, she started to drop things off. Because she had a lot of main plot to do. Because they didn't... Like, it got lost in the regular plot. And the thing with Creature is that part of his, like, Winky is important to this like to the plot of this book and has a role to play but it's relatively small in the wider story that she's trying to tell um in terms of like the turn Mm -hmm. of barty crouch jr and all of the stuff like stuff that he's plotting and going through um so winky's part in that sort of gets turned away early because he goes off and becomes professor moody but creature his um like long-term goal was always to sort of be a part of the locket and the regulus story and to make a commentary on that so in order for her to keep up the the commentary on slavery she had to lose it because oh wait but i need him to do this other thing and be important in this other way and so i think that like the plot of harry potter kind of helped like she lost the stuff that was relatively yeah. less important to her but also because she doesn't have a ancestral history of caring about it <laughs> we care obviously right. more because we relate to it so much more and have so much more it's like in our dna and in our bones of like ah this is a slave thing it's triggering <laughs> so yeah think, yeah 
Yeah. And 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 two, she is a it, it is a sign of mm-hmm. privilege that she can just yeah. throw it away for the sake of her larger yeah. story. Um, so it's not by any, I don't want to like excuse mm-hmm. her, but I do think that she, and I mean, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Like she started out with this good intention and then she threw it away. And like, she has to, you have to deal with the fact that she thought it was worth, or it wasn't important enough to like yeah. see through. Um, so Winky gave the edge of the box another frightened look and hid her eyes completely again. How big are her hands if her eyes are um, <laughs> You ask so, too many questions, she really, Diana. She has really you big ask hands. Too many yeah, questions. I was like, I'm getting, getting too deep. We gotta, we gotta keep going. We haven't even gotten to the actual <laughs> Quidditch match yet. Um, so yeah. that's a house elf Ron muttered. Um, weird things, aren't they? Dobby was weirder, said Harry. Um, so Ron pulled out his om- omnioculars and started testing them. Wild, he said. I can make that old bloke down there pick his nose again and again and again. He's a child. <laughs> they don't have any goddamn Boys, chill. man. Boys are gross that's just, and weird. That's some children type shit. That's, <laughs> but that's a, that's a kid. That's a, that's a kid a boy thing. thing I, don't, I could see Ami not to get some omnoculars and be on Ami. But Ami not just got a little boy his, in her too. What? You said what? Sorry. Ami not just got a little boy in her too, because she always well gender is is not real. Biggest... So I mean, it's yes. just, just kids. I when I say boy, I don't mean like the gender. Like I'm saying that like masculinity grossness. <laughs> like girls and boys share to like, but I love it. It's 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 gross. It's gross. Like some kids are are gross. <laughs> Ami not to love to tell a good fart joke. Call you yep. a poopy head. And she'll flip that switch and be a princess the next minute. But she is gross <laughs> as well. Um, so Hermione, meanwhile, was skimming um, through her program, which is velvet colored and tasseled. That's interesting. Um, a display from the mascot. That is. You said what? That just feels extra, right? Well, I think we also remember that British people buy their programs, so it's like a keepsake. Like you keep the program; it's very, it's like highly designed. You have to pay for it anyway. So, yeah. True story. Yeah. No playbills. (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah. you guys didn't Um, get playbills, I guess. (laughs) How much were they? Um, Do you remember? They're like ten pounds or something, but it was a. robust they wouldn't let you buy them until after right oh no no, no. we got the program they wouldn't let then... you buy them until part yeah. two because it gives oh, they give spoilers like, let's yeah. not do this but let's also do this if there was a glossary of terms you needed to know which would be spoilers for part two which if they were spoilers to anyone, they shouldn't have been there in the first goddamn place. And so the whole thing was kind of stupid. Mm. Anyway. Really? Um, gotcha. A display from Anywho. the team mascots will precede the match. Oh, that's always worth watching. National teams bring creatures from their native land, you know, to put on a bit of a show. Um, so the box filled gradually over the next half hour. Mr. Weasley kept shaking hands. That reminds me, oh. sorry, sorry, that I wrote down, that reminds me of the, like, um, parade of Olympians, and they do like they wear their traditional garb, oh, mm-hmm. like opening things ceremonies. like that. And it's opening ceremony. Yes, yes, thank you. And like it always squeaks me out a little bit because, like this year we had like the Targan guy who was like oiled to the T and all. 
<laughs> muscled, and we remember him. You know who I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know. Don't act like I don't you know. know. But then it also kind of makes a makes a, a weird spectacle of their culture, right? Like now, like Tonga in our head is synonymous with hot oil <laughs> felt man. <laughs> like wearing your culture as a costume, basically. Mm. Well. It's more like people would see it as a costume where they like over sexualize something that's not like that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but that but yeah. is but that is the the inevitable outcome of taking something that should like I don't think that there was the intent to like commercialize it, but it's commercialized now and that well, comes that's out what of happens it, when no matter you what. Show white people anything. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's my so point. So Mr. Weasley kept shaking hands with people who were obviously very important wizards. Percy jumped to his feet so often that he looked as though he were sitting, he was trying to sit on a hedgehog. Um, when Cornelius Fudge, the minister of magic himself, arrived, Percy bowed so low that his glasses fell off and shattered. Wow. Highly embarrassed, he repaired them with his wand and thereafter remained in his seat, throwing jealous looks at Harry, whom Cornelius Fudge had greeted like an old friend. Like, Percy has to just take a breath and, like, chill. And, like, why are you bowing? To the minister of magic, like especially that low, like, chill. You like do a like, do y'all a soft like, do bow? Y'all even bow, like nod your head or something. Like that's cool. Shake his hand, but bowing, right. like he's not the regent. Um, <laughs> I wonder how <laughs> they Harry feel Potter, about you know. the, the the regent. It's like not even a. Right? It's not important. That's a good but, question. But because like they mentioned that like there's a relationship between the prime ministers and the beginning of Half Blood Prince. Like that's like a cool thing that we learn of like oh snap they tell the prime minister but the prime minister he don't tell the queen like did you know about this this whole time queen elizabeth must know well there's also she's been around for so long maybe the queen <laughs> right is she got one of them you said what right so like I, i'm thinking of the werewolf episode of <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Doom, right. where like they they got it and they blew yeah. it right or like liz 10 yeah like they gotta know they gotta know wait um, is liz 10 a werewolf no no, 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 but Liz 10, like... No, I know she's not, but I feel like that would have been a cool... That would have been mm-hmm. cool. But I, I think... It would have been too much, but it would have been cool. Like, they could have, like, mentioned it and just, like, thrown it in there <laughs> and then, like, left it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think that kind of reminds me of, of that Doctor Who kind of... You don't need to tell the Queen or the Regents because they know because they're part of yeah, it. Yeah, they got or, something you know going I mean? on. Known forever. Just been passed but down there's a... There's shit. a... Yeah. But there's a new prime minister every time. Like, the, yeah. Also, maybe there could be a feeling that if the regents knew about the magical world, because there's something in Potomar about this, that they would be like trying to collect them for their own good or um, to gain power and things like yeah. that. So I, was, I think that's in Pottermore or something. Yeah, Queen Mary. I don't remember. I remember Luce, uh, one of the Malfoy like ancestors was trying to get with one of the queens <laughs> at one point. Yeah, mm. but then like with the statute of secrecy and stuff, it was like you could. This was like before the statute of secrecy, like way before. Yeah, and I think this he, is like, way tried before. To curse her or some shit because he's a fuckboy. <laughs> all the like all Malfoys are. Yeah, but there, but the the idea that you could um, that like had the regents known, they could like try to collect a um, a wizard or something, and then like yeah, keep queen them as a slave for their own game. Bloody Mary didn't know because she would have burned everybody. Queen Mary ain't no. Or right. she like was like 
I have a hint. I have a. There are clues. Henry the Eighth. They must have known. Autumn. Autumn. Anne Boleyn might have been a witch, though. According in pot in like mm. Potterverse, because like they are accusing yeah, her of I'm being one. Like, so she might have actually just been one, and she was just like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> Dude, hmm. a Muggle-born regent witch. Do they go to Do they go to Hogwarts? Huh. Do they get homeschooled? That is a question. They get their letter. It's Queen Elizabeth. I think she was the, the only witch. Go? I think Queen Elizabeth might have been a muggle-born. Like, if we find out that Malia and Sasha got their, hog- their <laughs> Ilvermorny letters or whatever, like, didn't, then do the Secret Service have to go with them? Right. How does this work? How does this work? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. All right. We all know Baron Trump ain't going to Ilvermorny. Who? <laughs> Was that a real who? Or? <laughs> was that shade or was that real? I can't tell. Shade? I don't okay. know if that was okay. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if that, I don't know. No, if but that guys. Was shade or if that was sincere. Yeah, because I didn't know that he existed until like but, four weeks ago. So, anyway. You didn't know Baron existed? Yeah, I had no idea he had a younger With Trump. With a name like Baron Trump, they just, they just set him up to be the worst. <laughs> He didn't have a They're choice like, regardless you know what, of his name, though. He didn't you know have, what he you're going to be? A goddamn prick is what <laughs> you're going to be, Baron. All right, let's keep going yeah. now. Cause let's get back into... Cause we could, Harry yeah. Potter, you know, he told the Bulgarian minister loudly, um, who's wearing splendid robes of black velvet trimmed with gold and didn't seem to understand a word of English, Harry Potter, oh, come on now. You know who he is. The boy who survived, you know who. You, you do, do know, know who he is. is. The Bulgarian wizard suddenly spotted Harry's scar and started gabbling loudly and excitedly, pointing at it. Knew we'd get there at the end, said Fudge. I'm no great shakes at language, at languages. I need Barty Crouch for that sort of thing. Ah, I see his house elf saving him a seat. Good job, too. These Bulgarian blighters have been trying to catch all the best places. Ah, and there's Lucius. Um, so the Malfoys show up. And there are three, they get to sit behind Mr. Weasley, which is awkward as fuck. Um, I love it. And (laughs) so it's Lucius, Draco, and Draco's mother. So this is the first time we see um, Narcissa. His, uh, she is blonde too, tall and slim. She would have been nice looking if she hadn't been wearing a look that suggested there was a nasty smell under her nose. So she just got perpetual, like, resting bitch face. Which I feel like is not, I mean, I kind of like Narcissa, so, like... Listen, there is this thing that, like, sometimes you just have perpetual resting bitch face. And that's just And so, it just, yeah, and then people think that there's something about it, and you're like, dude, this is how my face She probably works, can't though. control Leave it. <laughs> she probably puts it exactly. on extra so people don't tell her to smile. True. Or some shit. I don't know. Listen. But she also thought um, smells, because yeah. she's the worst. <laughs> I think it's just, like, a yeah. Malfoy thing. I mean, she's thing. also not great. Yeah, I think it's just also a Malfoy thing of, like... Ew, I have to share my box with the muggle with the muggle lovers. Ugh. She's like, uh, I yeah. think she already didn't want to go because like she, she probably doesn't care about first. I feel like she walked in with that look on her face from the beginning. But she's just, I think that she is just always unimpressed by everything. Yeah. yeah. And that is like her like default setting. True, true. So to, to, um, to like, think that oh it's because it's the Weasleys or whatever it's like the Malfoys are like hold think that they're better than everyone yeah full stop and it just like how it like makes them feel a little bit better when they can like rub their noses at the Weasleys but 
It could have been Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> and she still would have had that look on her face. <laughs> what? It oh, could have been. Fair. Um, ah, fudge, said Mr. Malfoy, holding out a hand as he re- uh, reached the Minister of Magic. How are you? I don't think you've met my wife, Narcissa, or our son, Draco. How do you do? How do you do? And allow me to introduce you to Mr. Oblansk. Obelonsk. Mr. Well, he's the Bulgarian Minister of Magic, and he can't understand a word I'm saying anyway, <laughs> so never mind. And let's see who else. You know Arthur Weasley, I dare say. Fudge is so stupid. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm so annoyed. But like, Fudge, come on, fam. I'm just like, so annoyed because. But I think with Fudge, like, I don't think that Fudge know. Like, I don't think that Fudge knows or cares about the Weasleys versus the Malfoys because he. His I'm just saying he didn't like, read the Malfoys give me money. They help me with. Um, I'm not even saying he has to know anything about well, yeah. the history. I'm just saying he didn't read the room. One, <laughs> like, he didn't read the room. The way it kind of planned <laughs> up when the, when the Malfoys walked in, like the... Could cut but the my thing the, is, is that you just never assume that a person who was not speaking English to you does not speak English because they're about to make you a fool. Yeah. It literally mm-hmm. always happens. Right? It's just mm-hmm. like you're, ha- right. you're the minister of magic and you're just going to assume that another minister from another... Like, you know the English is like... he doesn't know how to speak Bulgarian. I know, so but, like, you assumes. know that every country... Pro- like, you gotta have some kind of, like... We just... We just... English... The English-speaking world makes everybody else learn English. Like, you're from a colonizing nation. Like, right. you're from England, which is the number one colonizer throughout history. And you're gonna be like, yeah, he probably doesn't know English, so I'm gonna pretend... I'm just gonna ignore... Like, I'm just gonna say stupid stuff around him... He knows it. He knows enough English. You know he no, does. I could, th- I could see that. I could see a Bulgar- like a Bulgarian witch or wizard being like, "Oh, those muggle, the Bulgarian muggles got to learn English because they got to deal with them folk." But we don't need that because we on our own. We all we got. Well, they're we kind of. But so, I feel like a small like because, the wizards and witches are like a smaller community, so I would expect them to like. Well, I would expect them but to probably not. know like German. Why don't they or learn something like, like whatever at like the next? Ooh. They, they don't learn shit at Hogwarts. I mean, I know, but I mean, like, why is the budget taught at least? <laughs> they don't. They don't learn math. There they should be a French elective like, at least. Like I feel like they yeah. there are like certain Muggle like they don't like, know nothing. There are some. There are certain Muggle like classes that actually translate yeah (laughs) because they don't take them but like if you learned languages at hogwarts it would help you with your spell work because you can make spells better because the roots of most of these spells you would learn latin you could learn french and that's why he was able to make up all them spells he definitely learns latin yeah like it's not a muggle like the thing is like it's not languages aren't muggle creation everybody uses them it's also magical yeah like no i'm saying the language as like everyone like we assume that most people know english because english has like you said kind of forced itself on the world yeah i agree the idea i i would i'm saying in terms of like the wizarding world being like we don't need to like kowtow to you muggles and your um your economic incentives to learn this language but that's not even what i was thinking of i was just thinking of like i'm not even like i'm only comparing it to muggles in that muggles take language classes whether they learn them or not Mm -hmm. is another question or another you know what i mean but i'm just saying like you know they're like especially if you work for the ministry and are the minister of magic or if you like 
work for like the um if you're in the international confederation of wizards shouldn't you know more than one language at least right um, but there's no so opportunity like, to even like, learn have them. nothing to do with muggles yeah. but in order to just like communicate with other leaders like the bulgarian minister of magic not saying that he needs to know like bulgarian like you know what i mean but at the very least you should know one language that's not but well, also why like, isn't there a magical spell to fix this problem like where's the tr- where's the TARDIS you. translation circuit? Like where is that happening? Exactly, that needs to be a thing that happens That's right, right that now. That's my next question. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a great spell. Yeah, but I do think that I do think one. I think you're, you're, there's your point that like if I could speak another language, I would totally shape folk and be like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, and like there is just a weird way in which you have to think about like the daily life in Bulgaria, the daily life in whatever in which they assert their otherness and, like, superiority. Because it used to be, you know, like, to be, like, overweight showed class because, like, you could afford to overeat and you didn't have to do any actual work. (laughs) So, like, if you were fat, that just was, like, it just proved that you, didn't need to worry about, you didn't have those, like, the care of having to be in shape to, like, be able to, like, get your crops or whatever. And so I think those kind of markers still exist in the wizarding world. Like, you can see that mm-hmm. with, like, the Malfoys and being like, oh, you don't have a house elf to do everything, you know what I mean? And so I could see language kind of being one of those markers. Like, there's someone like Barty Crouch who goes above and beyond to learn other languages and it sets him apart. But also it just is like, I don't need to learn your language because nine times that, like, in, in the rare exceptions of becoming the minister of magic and you have to do like you know actual <laughs> governing <laughs> diplomatic international work. governing like if you're just a yeah <laughs> if you're international governing like you could just be like i don't need to learn this because i'm not going to deal with a muggle i'm not going to deal with what me i'm going to get all of i'm going to be so insulated into the wizarding world i'm going to get everything i need from them well okay so that was that's the problem is that the language with muggles isn't like the issue because in Britain most of them speak English so regardless they wouldn't have to learn a different language to speak to muggles um I don't know I feel like we're kind of talking about the same thing but also like different um and I'm not even saying that they necessarily have to learn language like for me for example I took Spanish for hella long I don't know how to speak Spanish like it's more (laughs) just the fact that it's not you said what that's also just because the way that we are our education right policy, and like, exactly and so i'm not we saying don't take that, spanish until we can't learn it like i took french forever same, i don't know yeah, why. So because we started that, too late and i'm not saying that like they can that that they have to learn another language i'm just saying that like it should at least be offered you know what i mean because it, you are oh, going to yeah. come into contact with other like wizards who don't and like maybe some don't because yeah they live in places like like i doubt mrs weasley meets hella other people like internet like foreign wizards um but it just seems like something that should be offered and like not just at hogwarts but like at all of them because it's it's a it's a smaller community and they speak all these different languages so it would just it seems like it would make sense yeah so portia wanted to add that like elders are too stuck in the past um to put in the effort to be communicative in the present. Mm. So that's why they have things like arithmancy and ancient runes, etc. because that was what was important in the past. And so they haven't made the shift over mm. to like a new 
global model. Mm -hmm. And so back in like 17, whatever, when you, your entire world was very local. Um, And that's actually kind of weird too for thinking about wizards and stuff because with broom, like with flight and broom travel and apparition, like you would have a wider scope of the world. Like you would be able to go further. Um, But it looks like language is being overlooked um, it's further evidence of, this is all from, like, this is Portia's thoughts, that, that language being overlooked is further evidence of, like, JK's overall colonialist mind. Mm, yeah. So she can think, I don't, we don't need to know other languages because we're English, which is, like, the Cornelius view, mm-hmm. right? And then in the Bulgarian minister of magic is, like Connie said, like, could just be, like, oh, he thinks I'm stupid, so I'm going to play up that part yeah. so that I can, like, understand, like, I can get, like, what he's really thinking about us with no filter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cornelius' colonizing brain is, like, obviously Cornelius Fudge at some point, like, it, at, how old is Percy? Like, Percy wants to be Minister of Magic, right? So he is, like, doing the most, bowing to people and, like, all that <laughs> shit, right? But, like, at some point, unless you're Donald Trump and you're just like, oh, it's a Tuesday, I'm going to run for president. <laughs> like, you have this long view of getting to that kind of position. And so, obviously, in and even just the way that Cornelius tries so hard to hold on to that position, you know it was important to him. He never, he took for granted learning another language would be a part of his job or would be beneficial to mm-hmm. his job. Because I'm the minister and... There is nothing beyond British, like the, the, the British Ministry of Magic. Like that is the height, and you will come to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you don't learn English, then you'll bet. Right. Like. So. Um, I feel like that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Um. So it was a tense moment. Um. Mister and we. Mister. Wow. Mister Weasley and Mister Malfoy looked at each other, and Harry vividly recalled the last time they had come face to face, which. <laughs> It's probably just the last time he was there because it's been like over a year. There's like, I don't know though, because I mean, how often do you go looking for people you don't? Well, doesn't Lucius kind of like hang around the Ministry of Magic though? So like they would at least run into each other. But we know, but we also know that Arthur within the Ministry, like it looks like Arthur's very popular, and we can see that from this. But from within the Ministry, like Lucius doesn't hang around the Ministry. The Ministry of Magic. He hangs around the Minister of Magic, and then maybe like the Department of Mysteries, the the Department Head of Magical Law Enforcement. He's probably got in his pocket, like he don't well, hang yeah. strategic the, people the that he thinks are worth. Yeah, no, and I'm not even saying that. Like they, he's not going to the break room. No, and I'm not, he's not no, having lunch over I'm not there, saying like, that. I'm just saying that like over a year of not seeing. That's like two years that they didn't see each other. It seems like a little bit. Much. I mean, it seems to me... But also, I think we're seeing this from Harry's point of view. We don't actually... It's from Harry's point of view, which is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm saying... No, I mean, I I think it seems pretty reasonable that the... They have met. Arthur and and Lucius would not see each other because they they wouldn't... They do not operate in the same circles on purpose. I think they probably pass each other Um, in the hall. Arthur is not about that life. To like, you know, he's happy in his position. He's happy like doing what he wants to do, and he's not like unlike Percy. He's not trying to like social climb. And then on the flip side, like Lucius is not 
hanging out with people that can't do nothing for him. Yeah. So. But I think it's. I don't think that they would see each other outside of like maybe like Diagon Alley or big events where they could actually not come face to face. I think it could go either way. If you're at like the. Yeah, because I think that we, this is an unreliable narrator situation where it's like, Harry's like, this is the first time they've met. How you know? You were at Hogwarts all year. You don't know that. That's what I Yeah. And that's basically what I'm saying. It's like, you literally haven't, this is like the first time you've been with Mr. Weasley in like how long? (laughs) So, but, and, but I also think they could have just like passed in the, in the atrium of the ministry, like, mm hmm and then walked past each other. Yeah. And And just kept it moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an interesting way of like, oh yeah, we have to remember that the books aren't omniscient, except when Joe decides they are. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just often. Um, <laughs> good Lord Arthur, he said, or Malfoy said softly, what did you have to sell to get seats at the top box? Surely your house wouldn't have fetched this much. Oh. Fudge, who conveniently wasn't listening. <laughs> How does Fudge not, like, hear this? Um, Lucius has just given a very generous contribution to St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. Arthur, uh, Arthur, sorry, he's here as my guest. How nice, said Mr. Weasley. Um, Malfoy's eyes returned to Hermione, who went slightly pink but stared determinedly back at him, um... And this look at Hermione. She's though. like, Can we just... she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to deal with this microaggression, but I'm also not gonna show him that I am. But she's she no. She looked at him and said, "I am the dragon breed." <laughs> yeah, she I did. Am <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, but come at me. Come at <laughs> me. Say, come at me. Let's see how. Let's see who uncomfortable now. Hermione wished a motherfucker I mean? would Granger. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Um, there was like this amazing thing on Tumblr too where it was like don't say I won't like oh cause Chance the Rapper was like don't say I won't perform uh, Dear Theodosia on tour don't say mm-hmm. I won't and someone responded don't say I won't and, like in the quote and it was like a motherfucker who will <laughs> <laughs> and like that is how I see like like Hermione right now like Say I won't do this. Yeah. Say I won't step up to you. Like I don't really want to be in this position, but also I wonder. I really want to know if Jackie thirteen. I really want to know if Draco told his father that Hermione slapped him in the face. I really (laughs) need to know. (laughs) Like I think that's part of it. Like in Hermione's mind, she's just like I slapped your son in the face last year. So I wish you would come at me because I will do it Mm -hmm. again. Well, I think that she has, like, those two things in her head, right? Oh, this is mm-hmm. awkward. I stepped outside of myself and slapped her son in the mm-hmm. face. Other side of her brain being like, and I'll <laughs> do it again if you try me. Like, so she's kind of like, I'm not going to rock the boat. I don't want to make waves, but try me, motherfucker. <laughs> but I could. Let's do it. I, I could. I won't because I'm a lady and I have class. But I will if you test me. Um, That's what's going yeah. on. Slimy gets, um, Ron muttered, um, and they went to face the field. <laughs> Ron again. just has no chill. <laughs> Sorry, I love that we're, like, doing, like, Hermione's being very diplomatic, but also it's like, come at me, bro. And Ron is just like, Slimy Yeah, gets. pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, oh. Everyone ready? Uh, oh, so Ludo Bagman um, charges into the box. Everyone ready? Minister, ready to go? Um, ready when you are, Ludo. Um, so Ludo uh, takes out his wand, directs it at his own throat, and says, Sonoris. Sonoris. 
and then um, spoke over the sound, the roar of sound that was now filling the packed stadium. His voice echoed over them, booming into every corner of the stand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome! I think it's... <laughs> Yay, British accent Connie might happen now. Sorry, no, I don't go ahead. accent go Connie, ahead. but I also, I just wanted to mention that I think it's interesting that they start the proceedings when this people in this box right you're right like, <laughs> they didn't ask everybody like, even if it's, it's supposed asked. to start at five Ludo come in at 455 talking about you ready oh you're not ready let's chill who cares we, we got time they can get another round of drinks going like, up here it's just yeah that's some black people stuff though <laughs> It's like, you guys ready? All right, we, we ready to start now. It should have started an hour ago, but we ready to start. Oh, my God. <laughs> we ready to start. Um, Portia being like, after my first read of this book is when I started to keep track of Harry's wand because he clearly wasn't keeping track of this. Real. Because that shit's probably gone already, and he has no idea. Mm. Shit is so real. <laughs> That's real. I forgot about that. I can't. Oh, my God. I'm I so forgot mad. about it. I'm so mad, and I also because I now know that his, I'm going to start keeping track of right? his wand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is where it? Wand at? Very important. Yeah. He hasn't used it yet. All as long as he doesn't put it in the back of his jeans pocket and blast off his left buttocks <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like Mad Eye warned. I, he just needs to find another place to put it. And actually, like, that's that's why it got took. Actually, wait a second, but that's why it got took because that's where it was. Right, because it was right. it was him right here. Didn't they tell you you're one? No, they didn't. That's didn't the they problem. Say they didn't one. say nothing, so oh. he didn't know. He doesn't find out till next year, but oh. he just needs to keep better track in general. Yes. Um, Ladies okay. and gentlemen, British welcome. <laughs> welcome to the final of the 422nd Quidditch World Cup. Spectators screamed and clapped. Thousands of flags waved. Sorry, this is like, and this isn't even like a fun thing, but it reminds me of like, welcome to the 75th Hunger Games. <laughs> it's like oh, terrible. yeah. Maybe odds be ever your favorite. You are about to die. Uh, the huge blackboard opposite them was wiped clear of its last message for Birdie Boss Flavor Flavor Beans and now showed the score. And now, without further ado, allow me to introduce the Bulgarian national team mascots. The right hand side of the stands, which was a solid block of scarlet, roared its approval. I wonder what they've brought, said Mr. Weasley, le- leaning forward in his seat. Ah, Vila. What are v- But a hundred... Sorry, one second. Can we just take one second? Be- what are those? No. Well, yes. That's good. But no. Um, so I just... I have to go back slightly. Okay. Um, so Portia said, that's how you know Harry Potter isn't a person of color because we don't want any butt loss. <laughs> Which is real. So real. And also I can't. <laughs> um, yes Portia doing the most as, as always sh- but also spitting fire spitting truth spitting truth she's not wrong Wand watch um, she's 20 she's not wrong she's never that's the thing she's never wrong <laughs> but she's always doing the most I don't know how she does it she walks this fine line always right always doing the most it's a very unique uh, a very unique place to live um, <laughs> but a um, hundred Vila were gliding out onto the field and Harry's question was answered for him Vila were women the most beautiful women Harry had ever seen except they weren't they couldn't be human 
This puzzled Harry for a moment while he tried to guess what exactly they could be. What could make their skin shine moon bright like that? Or their white gold hair fan out behind them without wind? That's Beyonce right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Beyonce, Beyonce is a Beyonce 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 most. Beyonce is a Vila with her chin There we go. Hedwig is Beyonce and Beyonce is a Vila. Decided. <laughs> yep. Um, but then the yeah. music started, and Harry stopped worrying about them being human. In fact, he started worrying, stopped worrying about anything at all. It's literally Beyonce. The Vila had started to dance, and Harry's mind... I'm just imagining a team of Beyonce's right now. And Harry's mind... Dude, when she comes out, when she does that, who run the royal girls, and then all them girls come yeah. out. I think or they're all Vila. When she walks out in formation now... <laughs> That shit's kind of there a bunch of them ridiculous. Too? It's a couple. It's pretty much you, an entire Beyonce concert, is what it is. It's like every single song she does. It's interesting. Yeah. And you just start to I'm be like, like, I forgot oh words. <laughs> I forgot yeah. life. What is yeah. this? Yeah, all that matters. Who am all, I? What am I doing? All that mattered here? in the world. What's the point of the world? I'm so confused, but I'm happy. Mm-hmm. All that. All that mattered in the world was that he kept watching the Vila because if they stopped dancing, terrible things would happen. (laughs) And as the Vila danced faster and faster, wild, half-formed thoughts started chasing Harry through Harry's dazed mind. He wanted to do something very impressive. Right now, jumping from the box into the stadium seemed like a good idea, but would it be enough? Harry, what are you doing? Said Hermione's voice from a long way off. The music stopped. Harry blinked. He was standing up, and one of his legs was resting on the wall of the box. Next to him, Ron was frozen in an attitude that looked as if he were about to die from a springboard. Angry yells were filling the this stadium. Is just a mess. The crowd didn't want it's the villa to go. Like... <laughs> the crowd oh, was God. so pissed right now. Listen, I think it's... I think that this is really interesting too because, like, I it seems weird that like women would not be affected yeah. by this so i don't know if it's like just all women or just hermione like being in her completely logical brain. and that's why i like you know I mean? that's why i looked it up because i was like what is this based off of i mean part of it is like clearly like some gendered shit and like i like, mean we just like, don't see any stuff but, like, but then also i also like i end up looking it up like what are they based off of um, they're based off of like sirens, um, and then the other half of them it's are based off of parties. Right? Yeah. Um, so the, oh, okay. so like with sirens, it's like specific. I mean, you know, again, it's may or may not be like kind of heteronormative, but it's like it specific specifically target men. Well, something um, interesting about that that I just thought of is that um, the whole I guess part of it is that like people on boats back in the old times didn't like women on their boats anyway um so we wouldn't really know partially i think because they're like women are dangerous and are gonna make our boat sink and sirens call us so they weren't there to experience it and so that's just an interesting thought of like well they didn't really allow women on there anyway so we don't know if there were women who were affected by it because Mm -hmm. they weren't on the ship in the it was like the sirens aren't like specific to men but they only get men and i bet they're like well where the ladies at we want someone up too <laughs> and i feel like that might mm-hmm. be a situation here in that we don't see any women respond yeah. but also because the only girl in the box is the box right now that we see is hermione and mrs malfoy <laughs> and jenny and jenny and narcissa and narcissa is not and y'all already, like narcissa does y'all already not give forgot a fuck, about you mm-hmm. she's like that's cute what is that what does that mean that y'all already forgot about Jenny? Um, <laughs> Jenny and and Narcissa are there. 
I think, though, because I'm thinking about, like, Lost Girl and Succubi, and so you see this, and they're kind of based off of sirens as well, I think. They're a type of fae, and they affect women just as much as they affect men, but they have to, like, turn it on, right? So they can, like, target who they are hmm. calling or whatever. And then Portia adds that she thought that siren calls were on a man-only frequency, kind of like, there's those things where, like, there's, like, these new ringtones that apparently, like, old people can't hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever, to hear them. Yeah. So there are, like, those certain kind of differences, right, that are just um, based in, like, genetics, but then you, you see sometimes, like, I was watching something, and they wrote into it that, like, the person, the girl is like, oh, your phone's ringing, and she's like, but you're old. How <laughs> she's like, I'm not that old. You know what I mean? Like, so it seems like there should be one girl. Like, this this is 100, this stadium seats 100,000 people. I want to so believe that there like, are girls. The in the stadium are I, I want to believe that there are girls, because, yeah, we just don't, we don't see Eva. them, because Joe didn't think to include them, but... She probably also didn't think of this far in and the time when she was writing it. It wasn't like blah, 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 all of that jazz. But I think that in this giant stadium, just Harry doesn't notice a girl doing it because he's too busy looking at the girls. So at the villa. So um, I think there are girls affected. And it doesn't doesn't, doesn't explicitly say that they're not affected. Just so it leaves room. Is the best we can say. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so Portia brings up the elephant in the room. I don't know, elephant's the right word, but like gender queer women. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are probably those kind of people that are affected. Maybe not, depending on, you know, how they're. But yeah, because then the question is like, is DNA it just or... men or is it like. Or like, are people they. Are or like, what, what about women? like gay men? Do gay men like not. Care, care or are they just as like con- like controlled i think like, it we're getting really into it I, but no but also because arthur doesn't to do react the same like way level of testosterone right, right? or like your it's that y chromosome <laughs> but arthur doesn't what they trigger. arthur doesn't like go crazy he's just like there's no real reference to him being like super affected and he's like in a loving committed like marriage so is that why well, he's he, not i think he was ready for it though but he didn't know what they oh yeah he knew what yeah, they were he's the one that pointed yeah out he didn't know what they were bringing but then he saw yeah, what they were and, he and like, then he's ah. just like oh yeah so he probably plugged his ears or something but i wonder yeah, if that has anything like, right, let me get i also me. wonder if that has anything to do with it one two i wonder if lucius malfoy was prepared because <laughs> i would love to see him try to spring on the stadium doing floor. In that situation. There's like right. We, we don't see what Draco did. Like, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, yeah. Ron over here about to dive in. What's Draco doing? <laughs> He's probably like calling his broom. Like, Akio, Akio, like, I need to get onto the stage. I need to show them that I'm a brilliant yeah. Quidditch player. Or some shit. Yeah. My father will hear about the fact that y'all didn't stop everything and go come get me or whatever. Yeah. I I don't know. I. The Velar, you know, interesting, interesting to think about because I think that that wouldn't. I think it would have to be some sort of DNA, some sort of like chemical reaction to that. So maybe it does affect gay men, and they're all of a sudden like confused, like why am I all about this? But you know, okay. <laughs> but I mean, I mean I it's a different it's kind of like thing, though, because it's not really. 
Like, the, like Carrie's reaction isn't like, oh, I want to have sex with them. It's like, oh, I'm going to impress them, them and, and I want to like, so I'm going to jump off of a, like, stay, like, off of the box or whatever. Like, it's not. They are Beyonce. Like, maybe that's implied that it's sexual, <laughs> but it's not really. Like, the actual True. reaction isn't. True. Um, yeah, it's more like the whole kind of, I want to save them, I want to impress them type thing. I mean, I will say this. I am seemingly a straight woman, but there is this girl on Bart, and I fell in love, and I may or may not have gone an extra Bart stop just to spend some more time with her. I'm just saying, she was beautiful, and I wanted her to hold me, but... Oh my god. Sexuality is a spectrum, you know? I was confused by it, too. I was like, I don't know She was a Vila. But I'm in love now, and I have to just... Figure it out. She was a fi- she we'll was a Vila and you were she you she caught you in her spell. She, she caught me unawares and I was I was ready risk to, it all to, you know, have some uncomfortable risk it all. I was ready to have some uncomfortable conversations with my family. Be like love is love is love you is love. Be. Okay. Oh my god. Um I can't. So the boys figure out that they've been had. Um Hermione's just like Honestly, which is uh, used here once and overused in fan fiction. Just have to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and yes. now, roared Ludo Bagman's voice, kindly put your wands in the air for the Irish national team mascots. Next moment for what seemed to be a great green and gold continent uh, came zooming into the stadium. It did one circuit of the stadium, then split into two smaller comets, each hurtling towards the goalposts. A rainbow arced suddenly across the field, connecting the two balls of light. The crowd oohed and awed and threw the firework as though at ah, as though at a fireworks display. There we go. Now the rainbow faded and the ball of, balls of light reunited and merged. They had formed a great shimmering shamrock, which rose up into the sky and began to soar over the stands. Something like gold rained, gold rain seemed to be falling from it. Excellent, yelled Ron as the shamrock roared over them, and heavy gold coins rained from it, bouncing off their heads and seats. Squinting up at the shamrock, Harry realized that that Harry realized that it was actually comprised of thousands of little beaded men with red vests, each carrying a minute lamp of gold or green. Leprechauns, said Mr. Weasley over the tumultuous applause of, of the crowd, many of whom were still fighting and rummaging around their chairs to receive the gold retrieve the gold so i'm trying to see if there's a reference to explicitly being galleons yeah i don't think there is because they assume because they're gold coins that they are right like maybe they just don't yeah. look at them because i'm thinking about the fact that like i mean if you're at a world cup in another country and their currency rains down I guess you'd want to, like, you'd be like, I'm going to grab all this and then go exchange it. It's just, I mean, it's a magical community, so why? I mean, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions well, about the, the currency that, and, like, the the choice of, like, it's magic and it's e, fake. Is there a magical EU? Right. Because Ireland doesn't, Ireland is on the euro, not on the pound, the British pound right. system. Yeah, so that, yeah, um, the, the whole money thing is muggles, very interesting. But is there an Ireland EU? But because it's Ireland, I would assume that they probably have a similar... It's so small, I would they have a different currency, you know what I mean? It's the same island. 
it's or the British Isles, you know. So <laughs> yeah, it was just a thought that I'd never why, had before in terms might. of the money situation because it's also fake. So like, it could just rain down and be like, oh snap, this is my my currency, and then your neighbor got a galleon, and then the other neighbor has a yeah. Bulgarian coin, you gotta, whatever the Bulgarian currency right. is. But it's just interesting that it's like the Bulgarians are right. looking at this like. You mean I gotta go to the exchange rate office now at the ministry and get this exchange? Like, that's just extra time in London. I did not want to spend these leprechauns. And then leprechauns just giving out galleons. They don't even, they're not even uh, British. <laughs> so, that was interesting. Yeah, that could be something. I think that makes sense that, that it would be, it would reflect whatever nationality you are. Kind of like the um, Mirror of Era said, you see what. That would be weird. Made it sad. Could you just like tap your galleon and turn it into whatever the like exchange rate is into something else, and you don't have to go like green shit? That's even better. That would be lit. That would be lit. I don't think so. I mean, right. I don't, I don't think the goblins yeah. would allow that to happen because they want you to come right. to Green Gods because they're who right. they are. <laughs> that that right. makes sense. Yeah. So Ron gives Harry the gold for the Omnoculars, and now you have to buy me a Christmas present. Ha. Love Ron. Um, the leprechauns disappear, and now, ladies and gentlemen, kindly welcome the Bulgarian national Quidditch team. I give you Dimitriov, or Dimit Dimitra. I don't do uh, like these names are just the, Dimitrov. Yeah, these names are difficult. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip past mm-hmm. them. So they all come out, and Victor Crumb comes out. That's him. That's him. Yelled Ron, following Crumb with his omnoculars. Harry followed closely with his own. Victor Crumb was a thin, dark, and sallow-skinned with was thin, dark, and sallow-skinned with a large, curved nose and thick black eyebrows. He looked like an overgrown bird of prey. It was hard to believe he was <laughs> only eighteen. And now, please greet the Irish national Quidditch team. So they all come out. Um, they all have firebolts because Harry's like, ooh, I have one of those. And here we have, all the way from Egypt, our referee, acclaimed chair wizard of the International Association of Quidditch, Hassan Mustafa, who might be the only brown person we meet in yep, maybe so. the series besides, like, Middle Eastern brown. Maybe. Seems, yeah. seems about right. Um, he was a small and skinny wizard, completely bald, but with a mustache to rival Uncle Vernon's, wearing robes of pure gold to match the stadium, strode out into the field. A whistle, a silver whistle was protruding from under the mustache, and he was carrying a large wooden crate under one arm, his broomstick under the other. Harry spun the speed dial on his omnoculars back to normal, watching closely as Mustafa mounted his broomstick and kicked the crane open. Four balls burst into the air, the scarlet quaffle, the two black bludgers, and Harry saw it for a brief moment before it sped out of sight, the minuscule winged golden snitch. With a golden, uh, with a sharp blast of his whistle, Mustafa shot into the air after the balls. They're off, screamed Bagman, and it's Mullet, Troy, Moran, Dimitrov, back to Mullet, Troy, Levski, Moran, and Quidditch is already too much sport for me. Super fast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, like, way faster than at Hogwarts. Like, it doesn't even give you a chance to, like, be witty like Lee. Right, <laughs> like, he can't I mean? even like, say anything. Just, like, he's just like, oh. He can't even say anything. He's just, like, calling off names because that's all you can really do. Right, they're going um, so fast on their very fast brooms. 
<laughs> they paid right. so much money for right. it. Right, because they all have firebolts, not just Harry. So it's <laughs> like they're all just like zooming back and forth. And it's like, oh shit, who has the quaffles? That's all I need to know. Um, um, yeah, I'm... that's kind of, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to sort of, the game is happening really fast. Harry slows the game down on his Aminoculars, and he's just like, wait, I don't understand. How are they scoring? They haven't, Some the other team has a quaffle. But Hermione's like, Harry... If you're not going to watch it at normal speed, you're going to miss things. This is Hermione, who doesn't even, like, really care about sports like that. She's, like, dancing She's in the like, air. You're watching she it in is lit. <laughs> she is so excited right now. But the other thing, though, mm-hmm. yeah. And the other thing, too, is, like, a part of it is, like, when he did slow it down, it kind of gives the, um, like, the plays that they're yeah. doing. So Harry's also, like, learning as he watches, mm-hmm. which um, is super, like, that's super, that's, like, such a thing for, like, somebody who plays sports to mm-hmm. do. Like, I know my dad used to, like, I went to baseball games, like, as a kid, just in general, before I started playing. But, like, when I started playing, my dad would take me to watch how they played, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's, like, for the fun of it, and, like, yeah, you get to, like, get snacks and, like, watch a game or whatever but it's also like to study and so i kind of like that harry does it on his own where he's like okay what was that and then he's like reading it and like paying you know what i mean so it's like yeah he's falling behind in the game but he's also studying yeah kind of and i wonder if you can Um, take the omnoculars home and rewatch the entire game i feel like that should be allowed yeah that's what i was wondering too because normally like when you do things like what biana's saying is like studying the game it's you watch it later on tape and you can slow down and mm-hmm. stop and things like that. But, like, doing it live as it's happening is too difficult. And also you miss mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So um, it also reminds me kind of of the differences between, like, I, again, like I said, like, high school versus college versus pros. You know what I mean? Like, it's always they're bigger and they're faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the rules don't change that much, but they're bigger and they're way yeah, faster. And so that it. changes how the game happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Harry knew enough about Quidditch to see that the Irish chases were superb. They worked as a seamless team, their movements so well coordinated that they appeared to be reading one another's minds. But could they be? Like, is legitimacy disallowed? (laughs) We've had this conversation about, like, things that should be allowed and should not be allowed when you're playing Quidditch. Performance-enhancing Performance-enhancing spells. spells. I feel like, I feel like legitimacy would be, would not, wouldn't be allowed. I feel like that would be illegal. I mean, I also think it would be really difficult to do. Like, there's just so much going on and you're going so fast. Like, how do you have time to read each other's minds? But it's a thought that, um, came into my head. Um... (laughs) Mm-hmm. It just also just is like, you know, you got to be, these are the best of the yeah. best. Just so, so. in, out right, of his league. In sync. <laughs> um, and within 10 minutes, <laughs> and within 10 minutes, Ireland had scored twice more, bringing their lead to 30-0 and causing a thunderous tide of roars and applause from the green-clad supporters. The match had become faster still, st- but more brutal. Volkov and Volkanov the Bulgarian beaters were whacking the bludgers as fiercely as possible at their Irish chasers and were starting to prevent them from using some of their best moves. Twice they were forced to scatter and then finally Ivanova managed to break through their ranks, dodge the keeper Orion and score Bulgaria's first goal. So Bulgaria has 10, the other team has 30. Um, And then the Vila come back out and are like, hey, be distracted, we're Vila. And so everyone's distracted by the Vila. Which is just hilarious because I feel like do mascots do that? I again I don't I don't watch sports guys. Um, they so do. they just like distract the other side and the team. Mascots and fans. There is this 
There was this great video of this woman in like a pretty empty stadium screaming bloody murder every time a guy goes up to the field goal, I mean, the free throw line for a basketball game. It's well, there's hilarious. always that one annoying fan with like the air horn. <laughs> yeah. And like they just blow it every time something's gonna it's like the worst I, they do it they do it when they're also, they do it for distraction they do it when they're like trying to like when they're celebrating it's just like bruh shut the fuck up it's terrible um at like any sporting match it could be like it's, a high school baseball game an nba game like it doesn't matter it's always there there's like that one person yeah and it's the worst there's also this really great YouTube clip of a soccer match where like a fan comes onto the field to block a kick and then runs away. <laughs> it is so out of pocket. Wow. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. Wow. He's like, nope. <laughs> well, I didn't do it. I didn't do what? it. It's hilarious. That's hella funny. So, Security. Uh, right? Yeah, so this is completely understandable. Um, yeah, and so the other thing is Mr. Weasley, like, warns them this time. He's like, <laughs> years as soon as, like, He's I like, think he did it on like he could have warned uh, them the first time and he was like they need to experience this first and then I'll stop right, them the next once. time. Yeah, they need to know. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um Dimitrov, Levski, Dimitrov, Ivanova. Oh, I say, roared Bagman. One hundred thousand wizards gasp as the two seekers, Crum and Lynch, plummeted towards plummeted through the center of the chasers, so fast that it looked there as though they had just jumped from airplanes without parachutes. Harry followed the descent through his monoculars, squinting to see where the snitch was. They're going to crash, screamed Hermione next to Harry. She was half right. At this very last second, Victor Crumb pulled out of the dive and spiraled off. Lynch, however, hit the ground with a dull thud that could be heard throughout the stadium. A huge groan rose from the Irish seats. Fool, moaned Mr. Weasley. Crumb was fainting. It's a timeout, yelled Bagman's voice, as trained meta-wizards hurry onto the field to examine Aiden Lynch. He'll be okay, though. He only got plowed, Charlie said reassuringly, reassuringly to Ginny. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was waiting for, for Robin to react yeah, to her uh, is... to her love. <laughs> I'm just, I would like to say that this reminds me of the like the World Cup Medi wizards come out and spray a little bit of um, magic spray on them and be like, yeah. <laughs> That's the equivalent. Also, like, no, you know what that is? It's the equivalent of when like a basketball player like sprains an ankle or like or something and then they send them out give them a cortisone shot wrap them up and yep. send them right back in <laughs> right back in that's what that is right back in my dad was, or I was so watching, happy like, like, like rock my dad was so happy the first time i got a cortisone shot he was like this is what kobe does before a game and i'm like i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun yeah i was watching it's creed the and they just I'm like not even playing anymore <laughs> I was watching Creed and they do that to the boxers and I'm just like, it's like really, your eye is like basically really hanging out and they're just like, okay, let's wrap it yeah, up. They you, and they just they like, you, like patch you up. back out there. Yeah. They give you okay. um, war zone stitches. Like, yeah. like <laughs> do it. this, shove a t- towel in their mouth and like, because Lynch definitely has I a confession at this point. That. And they're just like, all right, yeah. fam, you'll be all right. Like, do they not have like, <laughs> do they not have people they can bring off the bench? Like it's just seven players and it's, that's it. But we, that's what I was. That's the other thing about Quidditch that we've yeah. always wondered, right? Because we talked about hey, that with like, Griff, oh, yeah. Malfoy hurt, got hurt by the Hippogriff and couldn't right. play. Like you don't have a backup. And it's like, what gets put on the Puddlemere United like reserve team? But then it's like, is it a team? Is it like D League for basketball? Yeah. And so it's development league, and you get right. Called up but then they don't have a bench though. Like you got you got your D League, but you don't got the bench. 
It just seems yeah weird. Strange. But I also love though that I know this is the part that Connie is probably waiting on. Um, <laughs> it is universal, starting with the oldest Weasley Charlie. He's not boo. the oldest though. Happy birthday, boo! He's second old. Yeah. No, the oldest. Sec- Whatever. You just shaded Bill so hard. And the best Weasley, Charlie, it is embedded in them to like reassure Ginny and make sure that Ginny's okay. She's so, like, not baby, kind of baby, but like just like precious, the precious girl Weasley. Like Molly she's kept the, She's the youngest girl. and she's the girl, so they're like super protective of yeah. her. And the thing is, it says yeah. that but she looks like, horror struck. It says that she looks horror struck, but like, I think she was like in it like she was just like amazed mm-hmm. i think she loved this and every boy yeah. assumed that she hated it because she's the girl but like jenny is the one who becomes hurt. a pro quidditch player out of all of them so exactly. i think she's the one like who, she's she, literally she's yeah. in the game she's like yeah. oh shit that was fucked up <laughs> like not oh no is he okay he's just like damn right yes that was a good play yeah, like she's probably horror struck but also like appreciative of the mm-hmm. move yeah right like Damn, that was terrible, but also that right. was awesome. Right, I think it was a more like, that's awesome! Like that because it, also because it was like gruesome, and she's like secretly into that stuff, and they do not appreciate her. Poor Jenny. They really don't. <laughs> Neither does the movie uh, franchise. The, the horribly inaccurate <laughs> uh, reenactments are, um, do not appreciate Jenny Weasley. So Jenny <sighs> Um So Harry presses yeah, replay, um, and like just to like watch it again in slow motion so again he's learning and so he finds out that the thing that crumb did is called the ronsky defensive feint which is a dangerous seeker diversion um which is like because it's specifically seekers like that's the other thing like with the other stuff he was slowing it down to watch but he's not a chaser versus mm-hmm. in this moment he's like i'm a seeker i'm gonna figure out what he did and i'm gonna use that shit um, what was that so, i gotta uh-huh, do it <laughs> we'll see this again <laughs> He's like, that was dope as fuck. <laughs> Basically. First time I get back to my broom, that's what I'm doing. I kill Fireball right now. I'm going to do it right now. The viewers are telling mm-hmm. me to. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's like watching Crumb as Crumb goes like through his seeker moves and what makes him so great and kind of like really thinking about um at one point harry had never seen anyone fly like that crumb hardly looked as though he was using a broom at all and so the idea and then also like the concentration on crumb's face which is funny because it ends up hurting them because he ends up catching the snitch (laughs) um when they're down but i think that it's really interesting what what you're saying Brianna, about how Harry is a seeker and not a chaser. And so he like really starts after that one move that Crumb does, he really zooms in and starts to pay attention to what he's doing because he can recognize that like Crumb is so special at this mm-hmm. position that he, he recognizes I mean, the yeah, similarity like he notice, notices like exactly. And he notices yeah. that like while Lynch is like trying to get recovered, like Crumb is still looking for the snitch. Like that's like, snitch, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, like not out of the game. And so it's just like a no. good, he's like, I made that move. That's one move. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And can I just say that like, it's kind of frustrating. Um, and like, obviously we'll talk about this as we get further into the book, like how intelligent, like crumb is in this moment. And then we like see him later and he's just like dumb as a rock, <laughs> but like not, but kind of. Yeah. But that is true though. Like there are some people that spend 
all of their like brain power on the one right. thing that they care about that they are dumb as rocks when it comes to everything I guess else, I just wish know? that like the representation of foreign the wizards and, no not better. even just him but just like the way that they represent the like foreign. the foreign wizards and witches in, mm-hmm. in, these, in the series is not great that's fair um, but you know showing her colonizational yeah. British people Brit- are better Brit- inherently because yeah Cool. Yeah, it would have been great um, if there was a British or like even Irish, um, just because it's traditionally white people, um, like Quidditch player who was like, they're so good. They're also amazingly smart um, in order to balance that out. Yeah. Because I think do think it is more of a, a, a athlete thing as opposed to a non-British thing. But you're right, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. As a... Um... Portia brings up, like, how did Crumb get permission to play in the National League before graduating? And he's like, it's, she asked if the Bulgarian Wizards are, Wizarding community is that small and that press for players. And I'm like, I think he's that good and they wanted to win. Like, he's like the LeBron mm-hmm. of their generation. Yeah, you don't got to like, finish school. You don't hold don't LeBron Don't got to finish back. school. Just nope, play. I was watching something with my dad and my brother about some, like, up-and-coming basketball player from Australia. And, like, he has to go to school for a year because that's just, like, the stipulation to play in the mm-hmm. in the um, college league or whatever. And he was just like, I am not going to in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was just like, I, I don't care about class. And so I didn't watch the whole thing because I don't do sports, guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but it was just interesting to me of, like, like you have to like they're like you have to go to school because what if you can't play forever please learn something and they're like no mm-hmm. i want to go to the nba no that's not why <laughs> that's not why though that's so cute that you think that's why that's not why <laughs> you have to go to school because we have to keep funneling you into the ncaa slavery system so they can make that money too. and we're not a monopoly True. But I think the dude that you're talking about, and he ended up going to the Euro League for a year, and then going to the mm. to the NBA. But anyway, the whole but, thing of like you don't do school you know, when you're a professional like, athlete. You just like don't care about school, and it makes me sad. Well, it's not that you don't care about school, but if you're gonna, you have a limited amount of time in your life to be a professional athlete, and mm-hmm. like that's what my brother was saying. It was just like I just want to like, do it faster. By, <laughs> by the time you're thirty, yeah. By the time you're thirty, like. And if you go to school and you play basketball at school and you get hurt in that one year, like, all of your money. And, like, a lot of these kids don't come yeah. from anything. This is way off of topic. But of we could still Harry think Potter, about how like, that... That could possibly right, be with yeah. Crumb. Right, yeah. could think about how... You only, like, as an athlete, like, it's so based on your physical prowess that you take advantage of. Like, because I can go to school afterwards. I can go to school when I'm 30 and then sure. start my career again because I retired when I was... 25 with a crap ton of money you know what i mean but like you can only do these things at a certain time in your life and so you want to make sure that you're at your yeah. peak um okay so we should keep going because we are over two hours now um which is just what happens it's life our life um so lynch got to his feet um to loud cheers from the green cloud supporters mounted his firebolt and kicked back off in the air um, Mustafa blew the whistle again, and so the game starts back up. After 15 more fast and furious minutes, that's funny. Um, Ireland. The fate of the furious. I know. I know. I'm just saying it's funny. Why are there yeah. so many of those? Never mind. The fate no of the furious. Um, no more Lies. Ireland had pulled ahead by 10 more goals. 
which they're just scraping. That's kind of, that's crazy. They were now leading by 130 points to 10 and the game was starting to get dirtier. So th what the funny thing is like, this is how you play a dirty game. Not like the Slytherins who are over here like grabbing people's heads and shit. Like <laughs> do you still have some chill within like intensifying yeah. your like playing. Um, so, I mean, but also there are a lot of fouls too. in this too. Um, yeah. Cause uh, what happens? Oh, we don't even know what happens. Zo the Bulgarian keeper Zogroff flew out to meet Mullet, um, but whatever happened so mm -hmm. uh, happened quickly, um, and there was a scream of rage from the Irish crowd, and there was a foul. Um, he cobbed her. I don't know what that means. Excessive use oh, of excessive elbows. Use of elbows. <laughs> That's what happens when I turn the page. Duh, Bayana. Um, so yeah so he just elbowed her which is like that's some like soccer shit so yeah so there's a penalty to Ireland so basically like this this is happening and then like the leprechauns and the vila are just like warring it out each other <laughs> um so they they darted to the leprechauns dart together to form the words ha 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 and the vila on the other side of the field um, leapt to their feet, tossing their hair angrily and starting to dance again. <laughs> so basically it was like, ha ha ha. And then Beyonce got up and was like, that was, that was the who run the world girls moment. <laughs> like, but also there's like, the, um, there's some like gift that goes around of like, I think it's probably Amy Poehler or Tina Fey, like dancing really hard. Like they're just like mm -hmm. mad about something from some like movie mm -hmm. I think they did maybe. And it's just, that's what it also reminds me of. Of like, oh, I'm mad now. I got to dance it out. <laughs> like white chick. <laughs> There's like a dance scene in White Chick. Yeah. They did like a dance battle. So, yeah. It's just like, yeah. All of those so, tropes. So, <laughs> uh, look at the referee, Hermione says, um, Hassan Mustafa had landed right in front of the dancing villa and was acting very oddly indeed. He was flexing his mustaches and smoothing his mustache. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> flexing his muscles and smoothing his mustache excitedly. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, no. Now, we can't have that, said Ludo. Somebody slap the referee. Um, so the medieval wizard comes tearing across the field and kicks Mustafa hard in the shins. Um, so Mustafa comes to himself um, and he looks exceptionally embarrassed and starts shouting at the Vila who had stopped dancing and looking mutinous. Unless I'm mistaken, Mustafa is actually attempting to send off the Bulgarian team mascots. Um, so basically, this is just some like masculinity ass shit. This is some mat. Ooh, you right. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, the women are distracting like, how dare us. You seduce me. The women are distracting For, us. Distract we must me. get them off the now field. Now I'm trying to throw you out of the game. Like I'm, because I'm now embarrassed. This is some fragile like you embarrass, ass shit. You embarrass mm -hmm. me. It's fragile masculinity, is what it is. It's not like, oh, you distracted me from that kick. It's like, oh no, you embarrass me. I'm mm. myself. You mm -hmm. got to go. Mm. SMH. Um, so now there's something we haven't seen before. Oh, this could turn nasty. It did. The Bulgarian beaters landed on either side of Mustafa and began arguing, arguing furiously with him, um, gesticulating towards the leprechauns who were now gleefully forming the words he he he. Um, so Mustafa was not impressed and then went, and like jabbing his finger, telling them to get into the air. And when they didn't, he gave two penalties to Ireland. Um, and so at that point, the beaters on both sides were acting without mercy. Um, Volkov and Vulcan Volkanov, um, in particular, seemed not to care whether their clubs made contact with bludger or human as they swung them violently through the air. Um, 
So yeah, so it's just like a lot of fouls and like everybody's just like trying to win. At this point, like Bulgaria has a lot to go if they're gonna win. So they're just trying. I think they're probably just trying to like stop them from like scoring at this point. Just like kind of yeah, because if they the other thing is like if they stop them from scoring and then they get maybe like two more points, then if Crumb gets his next, they can win. So they still have a chance. It's just like not yeah, it's not looking good. A great one. There's another foul, and the leprechauns rise into the air again, and this time they formed a giant hand, which was making a very rude sign indeed at the villa across the field. It's like, hilarious. Like, it's a children's book, but, like, bruh, like, come on, fam. <laughs> like, a very rude sign indeed. Okay. Sometimes you got okay. it. Yeah. Ron, you know, loved it, because... Ron loved it, because he's the one who loves that. the leprechauns are trolls. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Um, the, at this point, the Vila's lost control. Instead of dancing, they launched themselves across the field and began throwing what seemed to be handfuls of fire at the leprechauns. Um, their faces were elongated into sharp, cruel-beaked bird heads, and long, scaly wings were bursting from their shoulders. And that, boys, yelled Mr. Weasley, is why you should never go for looks alone. Um, yeah. There's, there's something. It's true. Life lessons. It's very true. <laughs> There's something mm-hmm. like weirdly problematic about the villa. Yeah. That like don't really want to go into right now because we're like way in. You know what I mean? Like we gotta finish, but yeah, yeah. But also, yeah. but also, these boys do <laughs> not listen to this lesson that he gave them in this book. No, nope. that's true. That is in true. this book, this is like, don't go for looks alone, boys. What do they do? Well, go the to the Yule Ball, ball with the Patil twins yeah. based on their looks alone. Boys. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Ministry Wizards flooded onto the field to separate the Vila and the Leprechaun, but with little success. Meanwhile, the, pit, the uh, pitched battle below had nothing to do. Um, was nothing to the one taking place above, which is like the cool thing. Like they don't have to stop the game, right? To, to like stop the fight. Like the fight is <laughs> still. So I mean, true. the game is still going on because they're flying. So that's kind of lit. Um, <laughs> hey, the people on the ground on the like so, court sites, each are like, "Ooh, I have something to look at now. I'm not gonna strain exactly, my neck to look finally. at the game. I'm gonna just watch this fight. <laughs> Some action. <laughs> just rest my neck a little bit. Um, so yeah, so um, Ireland scores again. Um, and the game recommences. The Irish beater quietly swung, quietly sorry, swung heavily at a passing bludger and hit it as hard as possible toward Crumb, who did not duck quickly enough, and it hit him full in the face, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> there was a deafening groan from the uh, crowd, and Crumb's nose looked broken, but Mustafa didn't blow the whistle. He was distracted um, because one of the Vila was throwing a handful <laughs> of fire and it had set his broom tail alight. How is this allowed? I'm wondering, like, how high, how high it goes, like, Mm. like, the fireballs. Also, like, low-key, like, if I could just throw fireballs at men who got on my nerves, that would be lit. (laughs) Literally. Right? Like, if that was an option, like, if you got mad and then you just were able to, like, throw fire, like, that would be kind of lit, to be honest. Literally. Literally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... Harry wanted someone to realize that Crumb was injured, and Ron felt the same. Time out. Come on, you can't play like that. Look at Lynch, Harry yelled. The Irish seeker had suddenly gone into a dive. Harry was quite sure that this was near Ronsky's faint. This was a real deal. He's seen the snitch. He's seen it. Look at him go. 
Um, Crumb was on his tail. How could he see where he was going? Harry had no idea. There was flecks of blood flying through the air behind him, but he was drawing level with Lynch as a pair of them hurtled toward the ground again. They're going to crash. They're not, warned Ron. Lynch is, yelled Harry, and he was right for the second time. Lynch hit the ground with tremendous force and was immediately stampeded by a horde of angry Which is just really unfortunate. Like, that's a lot. It's also, like, you're you're now, like, in, in, like, interfering with Mm -hmm. the game. Like, when y'all were fighting on the ground and they were up in the sky, okay, do you. But chill, fam. Like, y'all are the mascots. You're not actually, like, what are you doing? You're not part (laughs) of the... Chill out a little bit. Um, yeah. So the snitch, where's the snitch? Bellowed Charlie. He's got it. Crumb's got it. It's all over. Shouted Harry. Um, Crumb, his red robe shining with the blood from his nose, was rising gently into the air. His fist held high, a glint of gold in his hand. Wait, wait, wait. Bulgaria. Um, the scoreboard flashed. Bulgaria one sixty. Ireland one seventy. Um, I think it's really cool. Just a random observation is that the person from the Weasleys, besides, like, Ron, Harry, Hermione, that we hear from the most is Charlie, because he was on the team. Yeah, you do. Calm down. Right, he was the <laughs> Wow. Before, was that at yourself, Robin? Because I was Did not trying to come for Charlie at all. Nobody I really wants wasn't trying to come for Charlie boyfriend. at all. Mm-hmm. We don't know imaginary. what he looks like. He's, he's literally imaginary, though. Like, he literally doesn't, like, physically exist. And, so like, yeah. Remus Lupin is not in this in this chapter, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm cool. So, anyway. At the very least, he doesn't exist in this particular universe. <laughs> so. um, but I th- just thought it was cool, because we don't really hear from Bill or Arthur in terms of, like, talking about the game. Um, the game. We don't hear from Percy right. at all. Percy and so, it's Percy, just, like, a cool, like... Care. Oh, hey, the person who talks the most is Charlie because he cares a lot. Even though I think Bill probably, like, enjoys Quidditch, but Joe doesn't have him, like, yelling stuff. Um, anyway. And Fred and George, who, like, are probably on the other side of the box, maybe? I don't know. They're probably just, like, further down. I feel like... Yeah. Bill, Fred, and George, like, enjoy the game, like, spectators, but there's something to Ron... Like, the people that we really hear from, Ron, Harry, and... Um, Charlie, and then a little bit of like seeing Ginny like grabbing on and being real. Those are the four people that are really yeah. into Quidditch. And then I think Hermione, just from an analytical like perspective of like liking to yeah. learn, and then and being like, like the t- the Quidditch, unfortunately, the Hogwarts. girl. <laughs> yeah, and kind of being right. the girl of like they're gonna crash. Think- like a lot of her dialogue is kind of like ah. <laughs> She yeah, know. she doesn't really yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. The non-sporty one. She's me in this situation. I'm right. Hermione like, no, they're going to crash. What's happening? Except Hermione knows what's happening because she just knows. And I'd have been like, honey, shut up. It should go <laughs> down right now. I need to Stop asking me questions, Hermione. You know how good um, is played. Hey, <laughs> Portia says that Percy's probably trying to figure out how to become indispensable to Crouch for the duration of the game, and I think Accurate. that's true. And he's well, no, over there, well, like, sucking up. Crouch hasn't shown up, which is another aha thing, but also, yeah. he this is he's in the top box with the Minister of Magic. This is a networking opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He got like, his LinkedIn to contact yeah, out. He's passing, passing out his business cards. Uh, business cards. That's what he's doing. He's like, let's link up after Percy this. Percy Weasley, assistant to the, what's it called? <laughs> right? Like I imagine like that, Jones. like, 
<laughs> I imagine the fudge is like reacting to the game and whatever he says, Percy says the same thing after like, yeah, 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 I noticed Moran did Moran did that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's just like, oh snap, he's seen the snitch. Yeah, 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 he saw the snitch. What do you think about that, Minister? <laughs> like he's just <laughs> sucking up so hard. <laughs> he's sucking just, up so um, hard right now in this scene. Somewhere. I can't be mad at no, him though. Do I mean, you, you know, get on your kind hustle. Of, kind of climbing yeah. ladders. Get on your hustle. Ireland yeah. wins. So Batman gets shouted. the snitch, but Ireland wins. Um, still, I don't think any of us were expecting that except for the twins. Yeah. What did he catch the snitch for? Ron bellowed. He ended it when Ireland were 160 points ahead. The idiot. He knew they were never going to catch up. The Ireland chasers are too good. He wanted to end it on his terms. That's all. Harry shouted back, and like so, Harry like understands that. I think that that's also interesting too because Crumb is. I read it kind of like. He's bleeding. He's tired. Let's just end this shit. He's 17. I got homework in the morning. Like, y'all ain't got nothing to do, but, like, I got stuff. Like, you know, like, I gotta go back to I gotta to train school. for this tournament that I've sort of heard some rumors about. Podcast Quidditch game. Yeah. Because I can't remember, like, I think other people, like, I can't remember if any of the other students knew, and not necessarily Hogwarts students, but, like, you know. There are rumors that this like the Tri Wizard tournament might be happening this like year. So I wonder if Crumb was like, mm, "Look, I got something else. I got I mean, to like more take like care of logistics home. for that too, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because like they actually have to they actually have to go somewhere. Because... They like Hogwarts. They can afford to not mm-hmm. know right away because they just go to school. Versus like Bobatons and Durmstrangs, they actually have to go to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Which is like a different, and they have to like figure out like the classes. Yeah, like, y'all just can't like not learn. Yeah, in right. the tournament. So, who's going with you and all that stuff? And are they taking classes with whoever? How to credits transfer those things? I also think it's interesting though thinking about Crumb's intelligence, because um, the Tri Wizard tournament you need to be pretty. You have to have some yeah. intelligence, right? So he's not all muscle and athleticism. True. He's got something else going on on there. That's true. Because, um, so I mean, like, even what he did in this moment was, was, like, a strategic move. Mm-hmm. Like, it was smart. Yeah. He was just, like, right. He was very brave, wasn't he, Hermione Which, said. Uh-huh. He looks like a <laughs> terrible mess. And this is, like, oh, she's getting into him. That, like, what got oh, me was when he said, like, that he was very brave. Like, that, like, those are the kind of things that get Hermione, not, like, oh, how he looks mm-hmm. or, like, oh, he plays Quidditch. Great. Wonderful. Like, no, he was brave. Also, I think because Hermione being the sane one out of the trio is always like, I get those feels, bro. When you're like, y'all are a mess, and I somebody gotta stop this. Mm-hmm. Like this, we ain't gonna win. It right. gotta be over, you know. And I'll take the blame. That's what I think. That's what she's thinking. Kind of mm. reminiscent of when she told on Harry about the um, the broom, mm-hmm. and they were mad at her, but she's like. Sirius obviously sent this broom, y'all, like... <laughs> right, that's Hermione's kind of bravery. Hermione has to something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that really makes sense to, like, who Hermione is as a person as well. Accurate. So, yeah, so the... the Yeah, the game is ended. Crumb lands in a swarm of Medi-Wizards, blast a path through the leprechaun... The still-battling leprechauns and Vila to get, like... The game is over, and they don't even know. Right. That's why Crumb ended it, too, because he was like... Right in the streets. just turned into, like... A post-game... It's a a post-game riot. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, So Harry put his omniocules to his eyes again. It was hard to see what was happening below because the leprechauns were zooming delightedly all over the field. 
um, but he could make out Crumb surrounded by Medi Wizards. He looked surlier than ever and refused to let them mop him up. Um, the team members were around him, shaking their heads and looking dejected. A short way away, the Irish players were dancing gleefully in a shower of gold descending from their mascots. Flags were waving all over the stadium. The Irish national anthem blared from all sides. The Vila were shrinking back to their usual beautiful selves, now though looking, now though looking dispirited and forlorn. Velvis fought bravely, said a gloomy voice behind Harry. He looked around. It was the Bulgarian Minister of Magic. You can speak English, said Fudge, sounding outraged. And you've been letting me mime everything all day. Vel, it was very funny. Vel, it was very um, so funny. The Bulgarian minister <laughs> shrugging, Love him. Which is real. It's like, you didn't ask, so I True. just let you go right ahead. You started miming and I just yeah. let you go with it. Cause you look like I you know. were having fun. It entertaining. It was entertaining for me. I don't have to <laughs> Literally um, don't have cable because wizard. Because <laughs> it was outlawed too. They, they don't even want them to have cable. Potter, Pottermore facts. Was that a... It's on Pottermore. Sorry. They so they let them have radios, but not television because they were too afraid that like muggles would find the um, the channels. Huh. Um, right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as the Irish team performs a lap of honor, flanked by their mascots, the Quidditch World Cup itself is brought into the top box. Roared Bagman. So the top box was magically illuminated so that everyone in the stands could see the inside. Squinting toward the entrance, he saw two panting wizards carry a vast golden cup into the box. Damn, they couldn't, like, apparate up there. They really had to run all the way up the stairs. I hope they were, like, at least just maybe, like, a floor down and they could, like, kind of take their time. Because that would be super whack if they had to run up all the stairs. Maybe it's just a really big trophy. It was a vast golden cup, so even going up one flight of stairs. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like comparatively like mm-hmm. are they like keeling over like dying or are they just like a little out of breath yeah. um um they handed it to cornelius fudge who was still looking very disgruntled that he'd been using sign language all day for nothing <laughs> let's have a really loud loud hand for the gallant losers bulgaria so the bulgarian players come in crumb who was oh they come to shake hands with their own minister and then with fudge Crumb, who was last in line, looked a real mess. Two black eyes were blooming spectacularly across on his bloody face. He was still holding the snitch. Um, Harry noticed he seemed much less coordinated on the ground, which is real. Like, sometimes people are just, like, born to, like... Yeah. yeah and, like, in this case, like, just born to fly. Like, not to walk. But also, like, <laughs> it's also, like, that feeling of when you get off a roller coaster and you, like, really can't walk right. for a quick minute. Yeah. You're like, wait... The ground feels weird. Right. It might be that too. He has flying adrenaline. He's like, like, wait. I'm also mad though that Badman called them gallant losers. Like you couldn't call them second runners up. Like they they were in second place of an entire Mm -hmm. World Cup. Like can you give them a little bit of credit? They 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 lost. What a second place. You didn't win. (laughs) Second. You ain't winning. Second. Secondly, vocalist guys. Secondly, vocalist. Right. Right. (laughs) Um. Okay, so he, yeah, he looked slightly duck-footed and distinctly round-shouldered, but when Crumb's name was announced, the whole stadium gave him a resounding, ear-splitting roar. And then came the Irish team. Aiden Lynch was being supported by Moran and Connolly. Their second, the second crash seemed to have dazed him, and his eyes looked strangely unfocused. Because he has a concussion and needs to go to St. Mungo's. <laughs> like, they over here like, carrying right him. Right away, yo, where's the concussion like, protocol? Like, he gotta go. Um... <laughs> So they, Troy and quietly lift the cup in the air and the crowd below thundered its approval. Harry's hands were numb with clapping. 
At last, the Irish team had left the box to perform another lap of honor on their brooms. Aiden Lynch on the back of Conley's. He really shouldn't be doing... Like, this is really bad for his head. I'm concerned. Um, like, dude. Also, this is his second because he... Like had a concussion, right? The and then was flying one, around, and then again, yeah, and then had to do another feint, and like that's why he couldn't catch the snitch. Like, Could he, see, dude, boy, is a I, dude. I'm pretty concussion. sure he's thrown up. He I'm pretty sure he's thrown he's up on the field concussed. three times. There's no way he hasn't thrown up on the field at least three times. He's there, like spinning dude. him. At, he's flying boy, in circles. Where's homeboy who Will Smith played in that movie? Like, why is he not on this? Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> this is like really, really like yeah. Best best this headcanon the of the day. It's just like there's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy, there's a wizard out there in the stadium right now taking notes on concussions of Quidditch players so that he could break it all open later. It's like I'm a I'm a right. I'm a tell and the truth. The, and then the um the International Association of Quidditch is like on his ass. Like no, he's trying to make there a movie. Two things in this world: Quidditch and God. Like no. <laughs> he's trying to make no. a movie about this um, he's trying okay, to put it in so the paper that, it's not happening it's yeah alright the Daily Prophet won't print it <laughs> they're, they're, they're getting paid they're, yeah um, so oh, Bagman pointed his wand at his throat and muttered quietus um, they'll be talking about this one for years he said hoarsely a really unexpected twist that shame it couldn't have lasted longer ah yes yes I owe you how much um, for Fred and George had just scrambled over the backs of their seats and were standing in front of Ludo Bagman with broad grins on their faces, their hands outstretched. Who they know? <laughs> Who they tapping into? Kind of insider trading. They must Fred know Crumb. I feel like that was I, like when I think about it, that was actually a pretty good prediction, right? Because like Crumb is like the best seeker. Like that's already shit. Yeah. But clearly. Like, I think Charlie said Ireland it, like, earlier in the year, in, like, the um, chapter before, that, like, Ireland has the better team, but yeah. Crumb is the best seeker. So it made sense, it makes sense that they would win, but Crumb will get the snitch. Yeah. yeah. If, if, like... <laughs> Portia said the twins, because of their superior divination skills, should be teaching the class. <laughs> yep. Or at least yep. teach. Yeah, they need an apprenticeship. This is, this is not, true. I'm not mad about that. That's a good um, thing. All right, so, MVPs. Um, I initially like somehow forgot about like the whole thing game that happened and like forgot that those were actual characters. <laughs> so I initially made Harry my MVP because was like nobody did anything in this one. But I changed it to Crumb because I saw Porsches and that makes way more sense mm. than Harry. Like Harry didn't do shit. <laughs> so I say Crumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you Fair. say Crumb. Portia also made Crumb the MVP. I think that I made Winky the MVP just because she's up there that whole match. Homeboy never yeah. showed up. I mean, he wasn't. She'd been sitting there. Scared. I mean, he was never going. But he was um, never meant to. But well, yes. yes, yeah. But still, that's fair. So. I'm gonna piggyback on that because I don't Tommy? know. Because um, nobody does anything, and sports is just like ah. So I'm gonna go with Winky because she's facing her fears. She's doing what she was told. She uh, she's just very committed. She's committed. I'm halfway happy that you agreed with me and then upset because you're like sports or whatever. It's just, it all goes over my head. So like, am I supposed to say that the Irish, 
team is the MVP. Crumbs, yeah, he did his thing. That's cool. I don't... But I'm kind of like, I like your fa- you got a bludger to the face. You need to get your face fixed. So, yeah. It's very true. All right, who's, who are we benching? Um, so I initially just said Crouch um, for the same reasons that you made Blinky the MVP. Like, he really just made her sit up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and then never showed up, which obviously he was making her to... Um, Obviously, he was making her, oh, like, my watch, um, what's it called? Obviously, he was making her watch Barty Crouch Jr., but still, he he could have done that. Right. Um, instead, he was waiting for someone who never showed up. I don't know. He could have figured it out. Um, and then, which is hilarious, it's kind of a twist, because initially, I made Harry my MVP. I'm going to bench him for not keeping an eye on his wand. Applause. Like, I know this Quidditch match is happening yeah. and shit. Applause. But also, keep an eye on your shit. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. All right, so um, Portia wants us to, like, note her vote. No voter suppression here. Okay. She also made the twins okay. MVP. Oh. So the twins and Crummer, Portia's fair. MVP. I messed up. My bad. Um, I benched a couple people. Are you guys ready? Sit down. Oh, Let's dear. Get comfortable. Um, the Malfoys are benched because they're the Malfoys and they're in the chapter. Yeah. Wow. Um, Crouch is benched because of the things that Bayana just said. And Bagman is bench because he's about to just give he's about to legit swindle some give teenagers. Children children who he shouldn't have took their bets in the first place because their father said no. And now he's about mm. to stiff them when they rightfully mm, won. Yep. So Autumn. Autumn gotta sit. <laughs> Autumn. Real. Autumn. Fair. I bench uh Barty Crouch Jr. For being a creeper and a jerk and a murderer, but mostly for being a creeper and um, <laughs> and a thief. You know about thief? Thief. <laughs> He's a thief's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we have to also note that Portia has made a whole new category. Oh, wait, but first, who did she bench? She didn't say. Oh, Portia benched Lucius Malfoy um, and then took it upon herself (laughs) to say, hey, wizard team, we need some more options here. (laughs) So this week's Petty Award, she said it like this is going to be an ongoing feature. (laughs) This week's Petty Award goes to the Bulgarian minister. (laughs) I kind of like the idea of having a Petty Award. I love me some good petty, and I huh. agree with the choice. Yeah. I mean, Crouch won last week for petty. <laughs> Weatherby. So. Are we adding that? Now we have MVPs benched and petty awards. I mean, maybe they don't happen every, I maybe they don't happen every chapter, but when, like, there is an outstanding amount of yeah. petty, we have to call it out. We have to give props for props. I feel like there was another occasional, uh-huh. uh, category but now i don't remember what it was but there was like another episode where you're like oh this is I mean, a special have, category we'll do it every once in a while and now i don't know what it was we had the golden bench which was marge it's like you're never gonna show up again but you gotta take mm. all the seats you you really showed up and showed mm. out i think the golden bench award is the only thing that we've ever I done i think also my mvp is our decision that beyonce is a vila. <laughs> 
I think our wizard team canon yeah. that Beyonce Zavila is my MVP for this episode as well. I mean, the more we read the chapter, the more and more sense yeah. it made. It just made so yeah. much sense. It just is really accurate. She uses fire in her shows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's those pictures of her at the Super Bowl when she was really mm-hmm. getting in it, and they're not flattering, <laughs> and she made, like, she shut the internet down and right. took them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has so, golden hair. You know, she can sometimes really like attractive yeah. once pushed. Mm-hmm. I'm down with this. Yep. Bam. Gonna tweet it. Um, thank right, you for so... listening. Next week we will be discussing chapter nine of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Dark Mark. Mold, so it mold, goes down uh... really early, y'all. This is mold, early as fuck. Mold. It's about to go down. Before midnight? Um, yeah. <gasps> Is it before midnight, guys? It's It's before midnight. midnight. It's before midnight. What is this? Before midnight. Before midnight. Listen, Wizard Team has a bedtime. Shit gotta go down, and it gotta go down before midnight because we gotta be in the the castle. Yeah, so true. Is the shit going down? It better go down before midnight because I gotta, gotta go. Put, I gotta gotta put my bonnet on. Gotta get my robes on. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. Shit to do. Yeah, twist my That's hair real, up. Though. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, add us at Black and Nerds. Use the hashtag wizard team. Y'all know the drill. Make sure you get those votes in because we want to know what you think about these characters. This chapter, this match, <laughs> Crumb, Charlie. Actually, I don't want to know what you think about Charlie. Keep it to yourself. Nobody asks you. Wow. Just coming at people real strong. So there. I just really so wanted to point out it. a positive thing about Charlie and you just came at me. It came up my throat. I don't want to. <sighs> I'm a little traumatized. I don't hear it. Remember that one he, time you said Rob, remember that one time, Tommy, when you said Rob mouth. was uh, petty and then Robin read it as pretty and she flipped out? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, it's not wrong. <laughs> is petty she's like stand with my man like before charlie that was some shit yeah listen yeah ron robin has uh oh, redhead God. feels Clearly. so she really does i have i oh i really do yeah i really really do i'm really upset about it all right we will see you guys next week i gotta go get my puppy Oof. yay <laughs> bye Da 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 <laughs> <laughs>